I'm dealing with people trolling me. I'm dealing with, you know, people, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of pressure. One thing is like, I don't know if I properly apologize for how that slave comment made people feel. So I want to take this moment right now to say that I'm sorry for hurting I'm sorry for the one-two effect of the MAGA hat into the slave comment. Uh, and I'm sorry for people who felt let down by that moment. This podcast has been brought to you by a four-eyed production. And now let's start the show. my tea out. I'm sipping mine, girl. I'm sipping it. Okay. There's too much stuff going on. I gotta sip my tea. True. True story. So, you ready? As ready as I'm gonna get. Well, let's get into it. What's up, y'all? We black like we never left. This is episode 34 of the Culture Shock Podcast. I know, right? 34. 34. 34. I'm a girl named Tiffany. And I'm Courtney B. Uh, So, I missed you this weekend. I missed you, too. I get to hang with you on Labor Day, but I did miss you this weekend. I hate I didn't have a chance to party with you and Ami. Shout out to Ami again. Yes. So, how was it? How was everything? How was your Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday? I'm just going to keep it to the positives. Okay. Uh-oh. Because <laughs> that's a whole episode. Okay. The negatives, anyway. Um, But the best thing was... Actually being able to just go to the beach and, like, lay out. Mm. Um, it was supposed to be storming, but we missed the rain, and it was a kind of an overcast, but I was still, I mean, you know, um, my melanin is slim. <laughs> right. So I was still able to get a tan. And um, one thing I can say is that the Hard Rock Stadium in Miami, Florida, don't ever got to worry about me coming back. Wait, what have I do need to know? Even what happened? Are there? She won't be back. So totally different experience than the week before. Totally, and I think that being in our like region, I think I'm spoiled because we have a lot of schools, we have a lot of sports teams like yeah. close together. Yeah. So I'm used to like when there's like a stadium or an arena like. There are neighboring things around that, you know, in that vicinity that you make and eat. Like, girl, we walked down the street. This guy was like, oh, because the stadium didn't open until 6. And we left early because we were a little ways away, so we wouldn't get stuck in traffic. Okay. We walked, and it was like, no lie. If you're from Miami, I don't care because you know what it's like. It was like first 48 as soon as we got over there. I was like, oh, no. I'm going back to safety. <laughs> like, no. Why didn't you just grab a lift? Um, because we we grabbed one there. There, and it was the traffic was already getting okay. really bad. Um, then they had the most awful purse rules. Like I had the smallest bag that I owned. Yeah. They said it was still too big, and I saw people going in with bigger bags than what I had, so I had to check my bag. Um, I'm gonna skip. You over couldn't the- go back out and like uh, not go back out, but like just move to a different line. I tried. 
didn't work. Um, so I had to check my bag, which in my mind was, uh, you know, I was like, okay, they gave us a ticket, gave me a clear bag. The show ended around 11.45. You know what time I got my first? 12.45. What time, B? After 2 a.m. Oh, my God. Are you serious? Yeah. Why? Because they couldn't find it or the lines were that long? First thing, somebody broke into the trailer that were, that where the purses were housed. I mean, just, because people. So there were purses all over the floor. There was this line that they couldn't manage. That's why I was not playing that last Listen, week. Instead of keeping one line, mm-hmm. they were allowing people to just creep up on the side and start handing out tickets. So everybody that was right here in the front were, were just standing there as he handed out tickets. When I tell you no line, God. there were, and I'm not exaggerating. I do exaggerate sometimes, but I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> not today. There were at least, at least 20 cops or more, and we still were out. Like, it took that many, and they still couldn't figure out how to just give people their purses I'm back. so glad that you were able to get your purse because that is nuts. So if somebody broke into it, that means that... Some people got stolen. Yeah. And they were like, well, y'all can just come back tomorrow. Uh, sir. Excuse me. I'm going to be on a plane. I'm not coming back here tomorrow. So my question is, if I check my bag and then it gets stolen when it's in your care, do you owe me? There is that word. word well, this is why you don't bring purses to a show or to you, to this arena. It, oh, they Who said na- that? The cops, they were nasty. Um, First of all, women need purses. We don't carry them for the fun. I mean, yes, we want them to look cute. We like nice bags because we have to carry them. But we have to carry them for a reason. Then another thing that was driving me crazy was there were people, and most of them were men. It was like maybe a, maybe two girls I heard like, you know, make these comments. But there were so many men walking by, you know, seeing the line. And then they'll ask somebody, like, what's this line for? Oh, we're getting our purse. Oh, well, if it's not a Chanel or Gucci, just leave it. Ain't no point sitting out. Sir. It's not that. It's not how much the bag costs. It's what's in it. It's my purse. I don't care if it was $2. It belongs belongs to to you. And I came. Obviously, if I'm carrying it on my body, I want it. I'm confused. So why would I just leave my stuff here? Did it cost you guys to check them? No. So... That's the worst of it. Oh my, it's so much. I don't want to take up the whole show. It's fine. Customer service was horrible everywhere I went, and I've never experienced this. We didn't get that presidential treatment like last no. time. Not at the, no, not at the not at the venue. At I'm the talking venue. about. We were in. See, we oh, were in Miami. South Beach. Yeah, we were in North Miami. Gotcha. So you know, you got to be the right complexion for protection. Mm-hmm. So everywhere that we went, besides. The Starbucks service was horrible. I will never stay in North Miami again. I'm sorry to hear that. I was never. really hoping that like everything was amazing. Now, the show, which we'll get to, okay, the best that I've seen, mm-hmm. and this is my third Jay-Z and Beyonce show with them together, the best that I've seen, DJ Khaled brought everybody that he could think of out. Girl, when I saw Trick Daddy. <laughs> It was a wrap. Yeah, I was and, like, and yes, since I that. knew it. Yeah. yeah. The only thing I was disappointed that Rick Ross didn't come out, mm-hmm. but Rick Ross is such a big artist. I kind of felt like, well, you know, but I mean, Gucci Mane came out. So, yeah. but it was just good. And I want us to get into the particulars because there are a lot of intricacies that I want to talk about that happened within the show, mm-hmm. but we'll save that as we get further in. So what about you? What? went on with you this weekend because I don't want to take up the whole time talking about 
the tragic experience that we had besides the show and us being together. You're fine. All right. But we had fun, though. We, I mean, we was drinking champagne, popping bottles. We had a good time together. That's good. But some of the experiences, I'm just not used to that. So right. That's all. Um, my weekend was good. It was jam-packed. Um, so here in Charlotte, you know, we have the uh, nights mm-hmm. for baseball. And we moved <clears throat> from Durham, and they the had the Bulls or whatever. So they were playing in Charlotte on Thursday. I work um, in tech as my 9 to 5, my full-time. And so we had this event where we were taking everybody to the baseball game. Great. The food was great. The wings were great. They had fireworks. You know, I love pyrotechnics. And because they were playing the Bulls, we had, like, a really good time. So that's how I spent my Thursday. Going into my Friday, I still had to go to work. But, you know, we were getting off early and everything. So it was fine. Plus, Friday, which we will also talk about, was Aretha Franklin's, like, final funeral ceremony or whatever. So that was an all-day event. I started watching while I was um, at work. And when I tell you... It didn't end until after dark. There's so many things that I did like, so many things that I did not like, um, but it was a full-on event. Which suits Aretha Franklin. It does. And you know what? Um, I was with my family this weekend. My aunt had a celebrated a birthday, and so we went to Durham for a birthday party, and it was fantastic. We played cards. We laughed. We ate. We drank. It was great. Just good to be around people who genuinely love you and just make you laugh and where you can feel relaxed and you don't have to be on all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, But the statement, uh, I'm paraphrasing per usual, but a statement was made about Aretha Franklin's funeral funeral versus John McCain's funeral. And I was like, okay, perspective, John McCain had three funerals. So, same thing. Um, And then I got a chance to, let's see. After that, we went and hung out on Glenwood, for old time's sake, um, over at Solus. So the part that's a restaurant right next to it, I actually, I know that you, I thought about you too while I was down there. We went to a black and white party and didn't have on any black or white, still got in though. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought about you when I was down there because I was looking at the different sides of the street and how like here in Charlotte, we have the epicenter where a lot of people hang out and everything is kind of housed in one area. And for me, I don't know if it's like a personality thing, but I don't think I like that as much as I like Glenwood. Because when people party on Glenwood, like, I don't know what it was about if it's because they're growing exponentially like we are here, too. And we just haven't been there in over a year to actually live and see it. There were people everywhere on like both sides of the street, all for as far as you could see down in both directions. And um I just like the fact that, like, you could hop from one place to another and, and cross the street and go down the street instead of just being housed in this one uh, congested area. So I had a good time, drove to Sanford, hung with my mom. That was good because, you know, my mom's the kind of mom that just wants you to rest. Mm-hmm. I didn't get any, <laughs> but still, like, just being able to relax. You know, I'm from Sanford. It's country. It's quiet. Uh, got a chance to see my grandma and just get loved up on a little bit. And my mama made roast and cream potatoes and turnip salad and cornbread and just a good old country time. And now I'm here with you. Yay. We had an awesome weekend. I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. I did. I did. So, but things per usual happened this week or since we've had a chance to talk to our fellow listeners. So what happened this week that impacted you? 
you want to talk about in the news? Um, a lot of things. Do you, do you want to talk about this eight-hour film? I don't think we should start with that. You don't want to? Nah. Okay, you want to start with Brother West? Why don't we start with Kanye? Okay, we can we can start with the brother. Yes, we, I can't even talk. Brother, <laughs> brother who? <laughs> because after this most recent interview that he had with um, WGCI one hundred seven point five in Chicago, I feel like okay, he's not invited to my cookout. Shout out to Kyle Santillian. We miss yes. you here in North Carolina. Um, which was such a pleasant surprise to hear and see the shortest man in Chicago. <laughs> the five foot phenomenon yes. from North Carolina and Chicago. Um, that was awesome to see. I was not expecting that. Yeah. But um, what I was saying is, he Kanye cannot come to my house for the cookout. But if somebody wanted to like wrap him up a plate with some foil and take you would it, send him, it, I'd be like, okay, make sure he eats. That is a huge improvement. I'm so glad because you know I got a soft spot for Kanye. Don't agree with over half of what he says, but I like I tell you all the time. Like I just feel sad. I do miss old Kanye. I do think that he's always been this Kanye, and that it's just gotten. I hate to use negative words like worse, but for the la- for lack of a better term, worse over time. But I, I do have a soft spot for Kanye. So when people are ready to fully write him off, I'm like, ah, he's now going he, through some things. He's still on the ledge. I, I, I understand. I I'm mean, I respect willing, how you, you feel. Know, to throw him a life jacket if he wants to use it. Okay. But he is still. You're not going to swim out there to get no, him. but you'll he is him. still uninvited. Okay. Until further notice. Because, right. you know, some of the things that he has done and said have just really rubbed me the wrong way. But um, it was good. And, and what I didn't understand was it's just crazy to me that they kept, you know, mentioning the fact, like, saying, like, you finally made it home. Like, how long has it been since he's been to Chicago? I don't know. That is crazy. Um, And I was sad to hear that his dad is battling prostate cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, So that was, you know, interesting to know because you – you heard you hear him mention his dad like on you know earlier songs and such, but you never really heard him talk about you know being with his dad as much as he was with um, Donda. Donda. Mm-hmm. So it was good to see that you know their relationship is still going strong and that he's actually in California receiving treatment. Mm-hmm. So that was a good thing. Um, the one of the main things that really struck me, and I mentioned this to you before, was at the very beginning of the interview. I can't remember if it was Kyle or the other guy asked him what did he miss most about Chicago. Mm-hmm. And Kanye, you know, had his rock star airs on, like, oh, I don't miss anything. I live in the moment. I don't obsess over what I don't have and blah, 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 blah. And then towards the end, when he's basically in tears and having to be consoled by us, by, right. you know, his community, his the people, people that have put him there, his people, it was brought his attention, like, this is what you are missing. Mm-hmm. This is why you're having so many issues because you don't have your people, your team, your team around you, mm-hmm. your home team, right? People that the been people with you who love you just because you exactly. exist. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, um, I thought that it was a good interview. Um, something that was so hilarious to me was when Kanye was talking about the the beef with Drake, <laughs> and Kanye's like. He doesn't want any beef, but he was like, for some reason, 
Um, Drake is upset about a beat that he didn't get on, and he sent them these purple demon emojis. And he was like, I don't even know what that means. It was so funny because he was seriously like, what does these purple demon emojis mean? Like, I don't know. I don't Wait, know what this is. Wait, who Drake, Drake sent said Kanye those. purple demon <laughs> emojis. Um, you know, and then there's this whole thing going around saying that Kim. allegedly Kim and Drake, Drake. slept around. Mm-hmm. I mean. Had an affair while she was with. Yes. While she's been married to. Um, Kanye. Right. And, and they live down the street from each other. Right. And I'm not, you know, I mean, people ain't calling me giving information, but I do know someone that is very close mm-hmm. with Adidas and Kanye and his camp. Mm-hmm. And that was mentioned to me probably like a month and a half ago, but I blew it off. I was like, nah, I don't, that don't even sound right. But now all of a sudden it's coming out again. So I don't know if this is just a rumor, allegedly. You know, Kim is denying it. She said, and the story didn't happen. I don't take anything she says serious. So, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Anything is possible in Hollywood. Um, <laughs> uh, what else was interesting? Oh, Kanye spoke about wearing the MAGA hat. He apologized for the slavery uh, comment. And the the way that he explained, the way he articulated it, was a lot better yes, than it was. what he said on air because all you said was it sounds like a choice and on this interview he actually alluded to the fact that and I don't know Kanye could just be saying this he may have went and thought about this and figured out he was going to work I don't I just don't trust him but I don't know because I think when Kanye cries they're not uh, crocodile tears because he doesn't he's not somebody who cries on command no, he you can read that very well. He cries when he's upset or embarrassed. Yeah. So he basically said that he meant that to say it was a choice because he feels like he's in line with like people like Harriet Tubman and Nat Turner, people who to them it was a choice right. and they wanted to get out. Which it he cleaned it up, but the as he said, these are his own words: the one-two punch of the hat and then that. Yep. It was just a total poop storm so yeah. i'm glad that he clarified that um he talked about don c yes um, the street street wear designer that used to be one of the execs over at good music mm-hmm. or good uh and that also that brought him to tears because he was basically saying you know if don was around i wouldn't have and some people some people did not like this like if don was around and i wouldn't have said you know some of these things i wouldn't have taken it that far I kind of understand where he's coming from. And like I was telling you before, um, some some people are stronger than others. And if you believe in the concept, like I am my brother's keeper, right, then I'm not responsible for what you say. But it may be that if you're about to go off, say you're mad and you're about to go off on somebody. And I'm like, yo, B, don't do that. You got a lot to lose. Like we're in Miami or we're in Georgia. We can't be in jail over the weekend. And if you do this, this is going to happen. And it's like, you know what, you're right, let's go. But my thing is, when he's in mid-sentence and he blurts these things out, what is Don C going to do? What would Don C do? And my thing is, why is... This is this is it the more important... This could be a look from across the room. This is the more important question. A head shake. Why is Don C not around anymore? None of that... Agree. Now, that is And that's the, the part question. that I think that had him in tears. He knows why, why the Don, why Don C is not around, and that probably uh, tugged at his heartstring as well. Um, 
Yeah, so one thing about Kyle I do want to say is that I appreciate him standing his ground, mm-hmm. asking tough questions. He asked Kanye, um, you know, how did does it make him feel when people say that we feel like we lost him to the Kardashians? So I appreciated that because we do feel, we do feel like that. Um, and Kanye West said himself that people act out when they don't feel love, like they need that attention and the love. And I'm like, this. What does that say for your environment, though? Your current environment, the one that you chose. You chose that. You chose that. And, it, and the only thing I can think about was friends from Everything is Love. Like, if you look at them, they have their same people with them. The core. Period. Period. And it's like you basically have chosen to alienate everybody because I just don't see how. I can see if it was just him and Jay yeah. or just him and Doncy or whatever but if it's everybody that is not around you then the common denominator is you yeah. or whoever mm-hmm. you're close with that's true and until Kanye can make some serious changes he still ain't invited to my cookout but if you want to take him a play you can I'll, take him a play I will take Kanye a play and that's all I got to say I'm still not streaming I'm still not doing any of that but I will let him starve I just want to go <laughs> I just want to go on record as saying, and I know you guys already know how I feel about it, but, like, I really want the best for Kanye. And I'm hoping, like, five, ten years from now, he is just in a totally different... I caution to say what I really want to say about it because I'm not... I'm not asking for anybody's marriage to fail or anything. Like, they have three kids. I think they're trying for another one. Just... I just want him to be better, feel better, be himself, whatever that means, even if he's never been himself and we don't know the real Kanye. Like, I want him to be happy and healthy and whole. And stop telling people that you agree with Donald Trump, but then you sit on there and say that you've never voted in your life. So why are you even associating yourself with anybody? Because we do not believe in that on this show. No, and I just want to put that out there. So so these are the things that I'm having issues with him still. Because even if, if you don't vote... Then why are you even saying? Why are you even in the conversation? Right, you're why swaying. Are you you're trying to sway public opinion, and these people that you're trying to influence do vote. Exactly, and that's where I have the problem. So right. overall, I feel like it was one of the best interviews I've seen of him of late. Without him like flipping out, mm-hmm. he really spoke about his um, issues with bipolar. Um, disorder however I think he's medicated he said he wasn't I feel like he is he's just he has that medicated vibe about him Mm -hmm. Um, but if he's not that's okay I just hope that he's getting really really good care and is you know eliminating that that outside noise and those situations that can cause him to get really hyped and go to the manic stage which is what I think we've been yes seeing. we have yeah so. kudos to Kendra G too for being vulnerable and also asking difficult questions on 107.5 I really like their morning show I like to um watch them whenever they're live I like to watch them on their IGTV so they're doing a great job and I guess because the degrees of separation is zero um we like to see people that we know succeed and do well and they went viral this week so yes, congratulations you guys congrats um did you see... So, let's talk about Cap right quick. Okay, we can talk about that. Yeah, Colin Kaepernick. So, on the 28th, which was this past week, the system arbitrator denied the NFL's request. Um, the NFL made a request that he dismiss Kaepernick's complaint 
And he was basically saying, like, what you guys did made it so Kaepernick, in layman's terms, could not get a contract. And, um, God, what is it called? I know you know. They violated Article 17, Section 1 of the... CBA? Yeah, the CBA. The Collective Bargaining Agreement. I could not think of that to save my life. Um, Between the NFL and the NFLPA, tongue-tied. So, therefore, we have a case here. We do. And there are... I know there are people listening to this that watch football, so... I'm saying this and you can just ignore it because I know you know, but there are probably a lot of people who watch football but may not know that the NFL has its own like court system. Yeah. They they have so much control over everything. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this is where this is. You know, it's it's it has to go to the special master arbitrator. His name is Stephen Burbank. Mm-hmm. And um he's been in that position since two thousand two and he does seem to always rule in favor of the league, mm-hmm. although he's supposed to be, you know, independent. Mm-hmm. Um but not this time. Not this time. You know, this he's basically it has the grievance has basically been approved that there is evidence of some sort of conspiracy to keep cap from playing and so if um the master arbitrator feels like this he has a legit claim then it can go to u.s district Mm -hmm. court um and i'm just wondering if because this is the thing if this thing actually goes to you know legitimate court i'm i'm just feel like they'll try to settle with colin to keep Everything. I mean, because you don't know what what could come out. Because then they have to get in email records. You have to get in front of a judge. You know, you and if you perjure yourself, and they know, because most of the time when lawyers ask you questions, Mm -hmm. they already know the answer. So you get up there and lie. They're gonna know you're lying. So it's just like this is gonna open up a huge can of worms if it does go to court and Colin does not choose to settle. Colin seems like the kind of person that'll be like, yeah, nah. I'm not so let's let's go we've gone this far let's do this and that's what I feel too um I mean he's been a free agent since March of 17 that's over a year and a half at this point we're in September now we are and and the thing that I feel like they'll do is they will try to basically like sweat him out because Mm -hmm. they have so much money and then they'll draw it out and he has to pay Lawyer fees, which I know he's not broke, but I mean, if you think about like this, could go on for a long time, Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of the times that's why players just give up because same thing with Ezekiel Elliott, where he got suspended for those six games for something that he was already like it was already done and over with. But they have so much control, and I feel like they wanted to teach him a lesson, so they you know they went through with it and suspended him the same way that they have you know basically blackballed. Colin Kaepernick. Right. Um, so, you know, I, I mean, at the end of the day, the owners do have power, but the players make the game. True. And they have a lot of they have a lot of power too, just like we had that lockout before. Mm-hmm. So I just hope that everything continues to go well for Colin and that he does um, get justice and get what he's due. I agree. But yeah. You know what I didn't like to happen this week? What? Um Jeffrey Owens, do you know who he mm-hmm. is? So Fox News, shame on you. Although there are several different outlets who have since like repeated it, but like 
I don't know who it was that dug up this story or thought this was going to be like great news, but they made a mistake. I'm going to tell you why I think so. So Jeffrey Owens um, is bagging groceries in New Jersey for his job at Trader Joe's. Jeffrey Owens played the doctor who married, um, which, which, dang, why can't I think of her name? Um, I'm tripping. Sandra's. Oh, right. Yeah. Sandra was the oldest, right? On the Cosby show. Okay. So this is Elvin Thibodeau that married Sandra on the, um, the Cosby show. He was a doctor on that show. Um, he's also the son of Mayor Owens, Mayor of Major Owens from New York. Okay. Who has since passed away, but like in real life. And so they did this, they ran this story basically poking fun. And I've seen some people on the internet also poking fun at Jeffrey. And I'm like, okay, but he's going to work. Where in, in at a nation, in a nation where people are constantly talking junk about people who are lazy, who won't get up and go get a job. And I'm just gonna say this. We talked we talk about legends, not saying that Jeffrey is a legend per se. But we talk about like the where are they now? So, mm-hmm. you know, people that we've grown up watching. And things of that nature. Acting is not an easy job. Just like I don't think modeling is an easy job. I think when you have those professions and you're doing well, it's a blessing. Mm -hmm. Because there's a lot of money and a lot of opportunities that come with that. But just because you see somebody on a television show or two or on a show that's been syndicated but you know now might not isn't in rotation. I look at all the trouble that the Cosby show just went through. Not saying he's not on anything. Hasn't been on anything since then, but I haven't seen him on anything. And if they stop showing these reruns because of Bill Cosby, exactly. then that means that his royalties or what have you that he gets from those episodes is not coming they stop. in. So what is he supposed to do? Exactly. He has a... I don't know if he has kids, but I know that he's married. Listen, the Bible always says... Um, uh, Says a man that doesn't work won't eat. Mm-hmm. All the holy uh, writs say that okay. in some form. I mean, there's nothing wrong with having an honest job. Like, that's the only thing that I feel like this whole Instagram culture and self-made and Insta-famous has. Like, people work. Like, this is the thing. Like, if, if nobody worked, then... Even if you own a business, who would be your employee? It's like so it makes absolutely true. no sense, and I just think that it's it is disgusting that people would shame him for doing what he needed to do to, to make ends meet. to make ends meet and to take care of his family. Because I mean, then if he wasn't doing it, then that would be something. It's exactly. like leave people alone. What do you want him to do? Be homeless? And it's so funny that you mentioned Instagram culture because I was just reading an article where they were doing research and they said that Instagram is. Um, rated the worst social media outlet for mental health for a plethora of reasons that we can get into like maybe on a Friday Night Live or something like that but I totally agree and I understand why and here's the thing about the Jeffrey situation I hope like their intentions were to poke fun but all you did is bring recognition to his situation he is an I pray number one Tyler Perry somebody gonna give him a job somebody's going to give him a job um I'm hoping that he has so many opportunities now that he has to turn them down left or right left and right and even if he decided that he didn't want to act in film or like um on a television show just be on screen in general even for Trader Joe's, like, they could do something, like, he could be in Trader Joe's. Does Trader Joe's have commercials? 
They're I don't so know. They're so popular. I don't even think they need it. I know they're not. Pu- <laughs> I know they're not publicly traded because if I could, I would buy stock in Trader Joe's. But Everybody can't. loves Trader Joe's. Yeah. So and they have really nice flowers, and you don't even have to pay a lot of money no, for them. Cheap. Their wine is good and it's cheap. Anyway, I digress. But um, yeah. So. Shout out to those who try to harm you and end up helping you in the long run. And I will keep my eyes and ears open um, because I'm praying success for Jeffrey Owens. Yes. Good, good stuff. Yeah. Did you see the two babysitters that were babysitting the three children? Oh, so I didn't. I knew, Somebody said North Carolina, mm-mm. but I didn't know what part of North Carolina. The Winston-Salem. So, two Winston-Salem women let toddlers smoke marijuana. They're facing 44 years. Good for them. Agreed. There um, was a video that went viral immediately. So, it was a snap. It looked like a Snapchat video that ended up being posted on Facebook. And Candace Jasmine Little, who's 18 years old, this is also sad that they are so young. But nobody's made this argument. People might be like, oh, they're young. Like, at 18, I promise you, I never would have done anything like this. So ridiculous. And uh, Michaela Mary Elizabeth Pearson. Your name is Mary Elizabeth. What are you doing? (laughs) Which one is that? She's a 21-year-old. I don't know which is which. I know one is 18 and one is 21. So they got charged with contributing to the delinquency of of a child and felony child abuse. Um, and there are conflicting stories saying that they were being held under a $100,000 and $150,000 bond. Um, I'm not sure what the actual number is. But the children that they had smoking marijuana were 3, 2, and 18 months. Whose kids? Who is leaving their kids with them? Number one. Right. Number two, that's not the first time that they have done it. No, no, no. the kids knew exactly what to do. They knew exactly what to do. Right. And if I could have reached through that screen... And slap them smiles off of their faces. That's exactly what I would have done. Oh. And I don't understand why. Why? That's what drives me crazy. You don't have to post. Every, number one, you should have been doing it. But why are you posting this for the world to see? Right. You big dummy. You big dummy. I'm you glad they did, though. Because I, I if am. they didn't, we wouldn't know. But it's just like, why are you doing it? And then, But that's like committing a crime and then post. That makes absolutely no sense. Like, you thought that was funny? You see how I'm blinking at you? You thought that was cute? It's cool because you didn't have to slap those smiles. I'm telling you, I saw a video um, of them since they've been arrested. And the the light-skinned one with all the tattoos is in tears. Like, looks like she cannot believe they are in this kind of trouble. Like, unbelievable. So, there's that. They had posted the video on Tuesday morning. And they were caught by 930 because people don't play about (laughs) children. No, we do not. And them babies... Knew exactly what to do. Yeah, eighteen months. Telling the um the old, I think the oldest one that was a boy. He must have been the three year old, and one of them was like, "Pass it to um, pass it to your sister. Pass it to your sister." I mean, he smoked like a G. Didn't even call for anything. Mm-mm. <sighs> Disgusting. My cousin had sent me that video, and when she sent it to me, she was furious. I said, "Don't worry." They will get caught. Mm-hmm. And within, like, two hours, there I had an update that said that they had been arrested. So, Good I'm like, them. see, I told you. Um, you you play silly games and you win silly prizes. <laughs> you can't be mistreating children. Like, just even if you're not the one who birthed, especially if you're the one who birthed them into this world or, like, you're the father, like, you have to treat children with care. 
But in addition to that, like children are all of our responsibility. That's we cannot, we are a village in our own right. And we are charged with rearing human beings to be good world citizens, to be healthy, to be happy, and to be whole. Just like I was saying about Kanye, like this is the most important thing. It's not about what we're wearing, the name brands, how much money we can make in the end, what our professions are. The the basic of all basics is that we get enough food to eat mm-hmm. and we get enough sleep and we get enough love and we're raised and educated, not necessarily like in the school system, but just we're, we're responsible for making sure that children grow up to be healthy and, and whole. Yeah. Like, you can't that goes do back this. to what I always say that like a lot of the times... Well, I think the, all the time, your your life, your number one. If if you don't believe in you know spirituality, that's fine. But I feel like we're we're put here to fulfill God's purpose, right? And a lot of time that aligns with basically being a blessing in other people's lives. Like the things that we are to do is to is to bless other people. Mm-hmm. It's to support. Uh, you know, we that's how we get. The glory, that's that's how our purpose is fulfilled. So if you're here just basically terrorizing and being a detriment to somebody that's innocent and doesn't know anybody, know any better and is supposed to be protected, like like you deserve to be in jail because you you can't be trusted. If you do that to a child, you do anything. Right. You would do and you have no conscience. And not saying that this is their path, but if those kids or especially like the older one, if he grows up and just grows up in, in an environment like this and then, you know, does something at the age of 16 or whatever and gets in big trouble. Nobody's going to remember that, oh, this was how he was being raised. All they're going to do is look at him like he's a detriment to society when in reality, he never you're not giving him an opportunity from the beginning. He never had a chance. So, so it's just sad. It's disgusting. And, I mean, you do the crime, you got to do the time. And people don't play about kids. No. <laughs> I was about to make a bad joke. I was too. Okay. I mean, it I was probably wasn't the same. Unless, ooh, I ain't going to say it. No, well, I'm I was going to say it. Unless he walking home with some tea and a uh, and some Skittles or leaving a party with his friends. And then? You know? My bad joke was. They all kids until. Speaking of criminals, um. Have you seen that video of Kevin Gates kissing his dog in the mouth? I'm sorry, but I feel like Kevin Gates is a fake Muslim because any Muslim that I know would never, they are they don't even, devout Muslims don't even drink alcohol, eat pork, not, but you're going to let a dog lick you in the mouth? Did you see it though? It was yes. disgusting. Yes. So his like, dog just happened. I know this isn't a story or whatever, but I just could not, like, I could not... The dog just had puppies, and and I guess he was trying to tell her, like, I'm proud of you or whatever, but it wasn't just like... I'm already squeamish when it comes to, like, animals. Just to be kissing it, like, around this nose-mouth area is already tough enough, but okay, cool. But when he let that dog lick him in the lips, like, with an open mouth, like... (laughs) Okay, no. I'm sorry. No, I'm no, 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 no. I'm no. done. I just he wanted to say. He is a creep. He I don't, don't want to hear creep. Kevin Gates say nothing he is about nobody. Creep. He is a creep. He is a creep. And I can only imagine how he is when there are cameras. It's, I just get that vibe from him that 
I just get a, a weird vibe from him just from just from his presence on social media and like his interviews and I could just I don't even want to think about how he is behind closed doors I'm isn't sorry. it Kevin Gates that talks um badly about uh Colin he says I went back and listened to it it wasn't really that bad if he it's is, one of those statements where he should have just been quiet. He should have just been quiet, but basically all he said was, you know, he he did say, I respect Colin Kaepernick, you know, that's my brother. He was like, but I feel as though he shouldn't have kneeled. Because, okay, like, my my mom's ex-husband was a fake Muslim. He went to prison. Like, they all did come out and was a Muslim. Mm-hmm. Okay, boom. So he used to always pray with his hands up that's what they do they they Mm -hmm. put with their hands up and so he basically said that and it's called something guys i'm not a muslim i don't know but he said that you know he doesn't feel like we should kneel to anybody but god and that if he wanted to make a stance as a man he should have you know my thing is if you're not a muslim then you don't feel this way anyway he said that he should have stood with his hands up and not took a, a knee because you don't supposed to kneel to nobody but God. So it wasn't bad. It's his, it, I'm like, it's his opinion. So what? He doesn't, what he thinks does not matter in the grand scheme of life right. because he's an idiot. So I didn't really take offense to what he said. It's his perspective. It's not like he said you shouldn't kneel because, you know, like it's not that bad or black on black he didn't say that he just said that he feels like you shouldn't kneel to any man but God but you let a dog kiss you in your mouth I <laughs> am over Kevin freaking Gates you hear me I am over him I don't listen to his music he's a nut y'all can have it all of these listen I'm upset and I'm through all of these people these crazy artists with all these tattoos over their face I just seen one who's supposed to be this punk rocker from Florida who got his teeth shaved down like little little knives with a grill. I said, I'm so Jesus. You know what, Lord? Lord, thank you for <laughs> letting me born, be born in the 80s. Because I be on here praying with her eyes closed and everything. I'm over these people. <laughs> these people are crazy. And they're getting famous for this bullcrap. You upset? I'm upset. In your Drake voice? With two T's. I'm upset. Okay? Can we just talk about a winner then? Who? Because you done got me riled up. I'm sorry. I'm trying to calm you down. <gasps> Serena. Oh, yeah. Let's so talk about So, we talked Raina. about Serena last week, right? And about, you know, the whole situation with her cat suit. And if you guys are following us on um, social media, on our Instagram, then you know we posted a picture of said cat suit where she was looking bad, per <laughs> usual. But this week, Serena, or this weekend, rather, Serena beat her sister Venus... Um, and it's so funny because I was not funny, but I was reading an article and it made me be able to relate immediately. Venus was saying that this is the best match Serena has ever played against wow. her. And she whooped her butt. <laughs> she whooped Venus's butt. And Venus was um, saying, I basically never had an opportunity to even touch the ball. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said, when you have an opponent who plays like that, like, how can you really be mad at that? But one of my favorite things was the photograph that they have of each other uh-huh. or with each other holding each other after the game. And it still looks, no matter how many times Serena has beaten Venus, it still looks like big sister, little sister. Like, how can right. you be mad at that? Yes, I'm the older sister. Yes, my younger sister is whooping my butt, but there's also a sense of pride in that. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you're not even the one that's playing against her. Right. That you're watching her play against somebody else. And I was reading a different article that had a stat, um, and they were saying that um, 
out of the 24 women to hold the tennis association's number one ranking Mm -hmm. serena has defeated 20 of them can you guess why she um hadn't defeated the other four because they've gone on the court they (laughs) would they're not dead oh i thought they were but they retired before her career oh i thought they were going on the court some of them them maybe i don't know i didn't even look to see who they were but i'm sorry i didn't i didn't put somebody in the grave we talk junk about people who do that all the time and here you go i had it confused my bad but that's amazing so out of the 20 that she could had an opportunity to beat she's beat them all yes yes and i watched a documentary i love you um about serena a few years ago and she talks about how beating Venus was really her only objective to even want to play tennis because uh, Venus was older and she would see Venus practicing and playing and she wanted to beat Venus. Mm-hmm. So this is just <laughs> her first competitor, yeah. her sibling. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, she was like, I just wanted to beat Venus. Which, you know, that's that's normally how it is with siblings. Like, yeah. You want to be able to prove that you can be like them, you know, that you can do it like they're doing it. So it's just good to see that. They are they are still each other's competition. They're still willing to play so. and have fun and, and give their all and not take any slack. You know, not let up. Like Serena doesn't let up on anybody. She doesn't care who, who you it are. Is. That's right. Uh-uh. You don't even know who you are. <laughs> she does not care. She is going for the goal. So Thanks. good, Verena. I love her. She's just so. She's so beautiful. She's, She's so, so amazing. Beautiful. She's so in love with um, Olympia. I I love everything about Serena. Me too. Her sassiness. All of it. And they told her she couldn't wear that cat suit, so she just put a tutu on it. What did right. I say, though, before? I was like, I still want Serena to get as close to, as she can to that cat suit yeah. without breaking the rules, and that's exactly So it's basically you know, just a cat suit with the thing around it, yeah. the tutu part around it. And those um, cat suits were designed by Virgil Abloh, yeah. um, who is um, the head of Off-White and Louis Vuitton Men's, mm-hmm. who used to be um, Kanye West's creative director and stylist. They're still close. Still close. Um, and I did see where um, Virgil Abloh designed, because Serena just had a pair of Air Maxes that came out that were um, off-white. Mm-hmm. And they designed a baby shoe for Olympia, and he's like, you know, these are not for releases, they're just for her. So they're like, it's like a baby, it's like a blazer. It's not the Air Max like Serena has, it's a Nike blazer. But Cute. It's the same same color scheme and all that just for Olympia. So that was cute. cute. Very cute. <laughs> what they need to do is make the shoe in several different sizes so she can still have like one pair for every time her foot grows. Well, I mean, um, Virgil said that he's willing to design Serena's um, tennis um, outfits forever. He was like, I'm, I will design for her forever. Yeah. So... He's a fan. She probably Olympia probably gonna get all all kinds all of all kinds of things. Yes, all the him, things, all the things from him. So cute stuff. What else? We need to go ahead and talk about Aretha. All right, let's talk about Aretha. I was trying to hold off, but that thing. Let me tell you, that the, event. The funeral was eight hours, but this show can't be eight hours, so we got to go ahead and get it in. Okay, so so many things. I mean, I, now I could talk about the funeral for at least two hours, but I'll try not to. I had a bunch of stuff that I didn't like. I had a bunch of stuff that I did like, and I want to talk about some stuff that moved me. Okay. All right, so did you watch the entire thing or most of it, at least most of it? Most of it, not the, girl, no. Okay, so. That's working a full-time job. I did. I watched the whole thing, y'all, with the exception of maybe an hour, and that was broken up, like going to get gas, trying to get home, stuff like that. I love several things. I love the fact that they had Jennifer Holiday close it out. Like, this funeral had 
a good mix of the then and the now. Yes, I agree with that. I love the civil rights aspect of it. Me too. Um, that gold casket was tough. Yes. Um, her outfit changes. I know it's a little extreme, but it was totally Aretha. Right. Those hundred uh, pink Cadillacs that they that, had, that, that was, was totally Aretha. And that it was, was good. so Detroit. That was good. Jennifer Hudson, for as much as you did not want her on the program, killed it. She did an amazing job. And isn't she supposed to, I could be making this up. Isn't she supposed to play Aretha? Aretha wanted Halle Berry to play her. I don't uh-uh, know. Don't, we're not going to do that. I don't know. I'm not fooling with Aretha in that movie. But Jen, uh, <laughs> So I, I no. bring Jennifer Hudson up because she was so amazing in comparison to some of the other artists who were expected to do a good job and didn't. They bombed mm-hmm. for several different reasons. Like... Um, dang, what's your girl? Ariana Grande. We all know that she can blow, right? And her performance performance wasn't terrible. They got she got to a point where she was singing falsetto, and totally had this discussion with my sister, and totally think that it had a lot to do with the fact that um she's not used to singing with a choir. Right. You know, black choirs are different. Loud. You know what I'm saying? So if you're used to accompaniment or like a band, it's not the same thing. And she started out like Ariana Grande, but once the choir came in, she was trying to figure out how to sing over them or, you know, perform like she usually does. And because they hadn't practiced together, it just wasn't working. So she didn't get to her full potential. Faith Hill was, to me, horrible. I heard you. I didn't see her. It was. I'm sure you could pull up a YouTube clip at this point. Horrible. But the things that touched me... um, I was worried about Stevie Wonder. I think I told you that because he had been crying all week. They were close. Yeah, and his sister just passed, too. Mm-hmm. So he's lost people, two people that are really close to him within a short amount of time. Exactly. So they said that he was going to sing, and he did. But my worry was if he starts out with a song, he's not going to make it through. And boom, he played the harmonica mm-hmm. in the beginning. Um Killed every note and then had a story and then did as and had the choir singing as with him or the audience too that was good Cicely Tyson killed it she switched the name to Aretha I know but if you are almost 100 (laughs) years old you get to wear whatever you want to I thought she was elegant looking I thought she was amazing that hat was just it tickled me I ain't gonna lie did Mm -hmm. I love Paul Lawrence Dunbar so she did a Paul Lawrence Dunbar poem she was very energetic it was so good and then Smokey who has my favorite song of all time Smokey Robinson who looks good with a T, a capital mm-hmm. T on the end, did the song from The Temptations, um, I'll Miss You, My Friend. So that choked me up because I remember that scene in The Temptations. He was singing it at a funeral. And before he sang the song, he told this story about the first time that he saw Aretha. She was eight. He heard somebody in his friend's house like singing. And mm-hmm. he goes to look in the room and it's eight-year-old Aretha. And he was talking about how... Um, they had this conversation about how they didn't think that they would be the last two standing, and mm-hmm. now she's gone. So it's just him. Um, Fantasia was amazing. She looked beautiful. I loved the way she looked. Um, she's always well put together. This was her element. So yeah. other people came into the pulpit. She came from the back. She was talking when she came out. She kicked off those shoes like she always does when we know she's going to kill a performance. And then... In the name of showmanship, she sang until you couldn't see her anymore. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really good. Um, Reverend Barber yes. from the Carolinas was really good. And then my favorite, um, one of my favorites, because I might be leaving somebody out. But um, 
Oh, your girl, Jennifer Lewis, she cut up the whole the whole time. They like she was genuine. Sing. They should let her sing something. Well, she was performing later, um, cause they had like another thing in the park, cause they've given um Aretha Aretha Franklin way and a park now. And so they had a yeah. performance at the park and Jennifer Lewis Lewis was performing at the park. But the person who actually had me in tears was Ronald Osley. Yeah, that was good. Now I did see Ronald Osley. When Ron came up there, he was like, man, this is so good. I should have had my brothers. And then he, God, what did he sing? He's the only person that can turn a, he sung his eyes on the sparrow. Did Yeah, 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 yeah. he did. He yeah. sang his eyes on the sparrow. And he cried during it, but never, like, even through his quivers, the song was perfect. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I live tweeted through the whole funeral. And I was basically saying, like, I don't know verbatim what I said, but his voice, and I really mean this. I'm not being dramatic. It felt warm yeah. it was like cider and like honey and just warm it was so good that's anointing truly that's what they for mean. all the jokes that we've made about <laughs> ronald osley and tax evasion and all kinds no, of stuff like that it. i'm i know i was looking forward to like the clark sisters they did an okay job i think twinkies mic wasn't turned on or up mm-hmm. appropriately but ronald osley that was a moment so those are my things. What about you? Because like, I got I have issues too. Um, but so <clears throat> one person that I really, which I just really enjoy her in general, is Shirley Caesar. Oh yeah. I thought she did well. I thought that that dress was. I'm like, if I look like her when I get her age, honey, I'm wearing that too. <laughs> I'm wearing that too. When I tell you, sister was mother. I ain't she not mother? Mother mm-hmm. was sparkling. You hear me? She did good. Tasha Cobbs Leonard did good to me. Um, of course, Fantasia always is. She's just like my favorite, so mm-hmm. I was um, glad to see her. I felt like towards the end, I felt like she was getting choked up. Who Fantasia? Fantasia. I feel like she was getting like wrapped up in the spirit, mm-hmm. which is a good thing. But her and Aretha were close. Um, I thought that it was brave of Gladys Knight to reveal that she had pancreatic cancer as well. Mm-hmm. She's going through the same exact struggle that um, you know Aretha just um, you know uh, fought through. Um, one thing that had me on the ground, Jesus Christ, was Shaka Khan and then words take to that fan. I said, Listen, what is Shaka Khan doing? <laughs> what she is can she? get away with it because she's Shaka, but still. I said, no, she don't got them words take to that fan, Shaka. Now, like, she went now, whenever she just started ad-libbing and doing her, you know, yelps. Yeah. It was good. But girl... Shaka said, I don't know these words, but I'm putting on this fan and we're going to just make they it do. They must have asked her to sing that then. What it do. Um, I'm not going to lie. I started to watch Jennifer Hudson, mm-hmm. but I couldn't. It was, why because not? Because that song was like three minutes long and it ended up being ten minutes long. And she never even got to be happy song. But she sounded good. I, I okay. just, you know, that's not my thing. Right. Um, I did enjoy the Clark sisters, but I just feel like they weren't as tight as I expected them to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it's a Clark sister, so it is what it is. Right. Um, and uh, Karen tried to fix it in the end. She so, tried. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so those were some of the moments that, um, I did. I enjoyed seeing Whoopi Goldberg in the audience getting her life. Yep. Um, as well as Jennifer Lewis, Tyler Perry looked amazing. Um, it was good to see him there. Um, Bill Clinton played, um, <laughs> one of Aretha's songs on his phone, on the microphone. I thought that was like. A little on the ghetto side, but it was also funny. It was funny, and Bill Clinton 
you know, they they had a really close relationship mm-hmm. with Aretha. So I thought that it was appropriate for him to be there. But Bill was ready to go home. Bill is not Ooh. used to. And he's getting older, too. He Bill probably was, was hurting sitting there. Like, I, I don't think I could sit for that long. No. So I feel bad for the choir. Bill was ready to go. Um, and one other thing that I did enjoy, I did enjoy Jesse Jackson's comment yes. about voting. I thought that that yes. was very appropriate. It was. Um, and I feel like it was true to what Aretha would have wanted at her service. So yeah. those were the things that I felt like I enjoyed Besides Kurt, Jen Kurt Carr was um, directing the choir. Did you see that? Mm-mm. Like Kurt Carr. And um, one of the other funny things that happened was Al Sharpton. When he addressed the fact that he misspelled respect on his show, I was like, well, okay, at least you Sorry, brought it yes, up. B-I-C-T. <laughs> uh, but he Reverend he, Al. Right. But he, he, did, he talked about um, civil rights and stuff like that, too. And he brought up the fact that Trump was like, she worked for me. He was like, no, she performed for you. She worked for us. Right. Yeah, she. So. And, and that was one thing I don't know. If, <coughs> Excuse if, me. I, Jesse Jackson said it. or I think it was Jesse Jackson who said, she's ours. She belongs to us. Yeah. Um, but it was just, it was a black funeral. It was a black funeral. Okay. It truly was. So <laughs> I enjoyed it and I felt like, you know, I seen some things where it was, it's Aretha's, is it his, is it her daughter-in-law or her granddaughter? It's somebody that is saying that they're upset that the pictures of Aretha in the casket was floating around and y'all should have more respect and this and that. And I'm just like, sis, y'all had an eight hour funeral. Right. Don't and it tell was us, televised. Don't tell us what to do. Now, we sat there and watched it for eight hours. Now, leave us alone. <laughs> it's so funny because... she outfit change and she don't want people to see? It's so funny that you say that because um, I think that our account started to post the... Because we had one of the first photos of Aretha in the casket after her funeral. And uh, I think our account was going to post them and decided not to. So, for that reason... Before that was even said, not saying that, you know, we're not... Because they're clearly floating around, but... Yeah. Now, by that, I mean, like, the one with her in the red shoes and stuff. I feel like that was... That's Aretha. Now, there are other pictures that are, like, up close with her. Like, if you have never seen anyone lose their battle with cancer, Mm -hmm. it is not a pretty sight to see. Right. So, I can understand that. But, you had a televised funeral. Right. Now, if it was some type of, like, my thing is, if you didn't want any pictures of Aretha, you should have had a private viewing mm-hmm. with the with casket open. Casket. And then once it came to where the public was going to be, close it should have been closed the entire time. I agree. That's all I'm saying. Because now it's kind of like, well, girl, like, why y'all have, why you let people in? It was, she was on Memorial. Like, you could go, like, she was at the museum. Right. You could just go in there and see. So you know people are going to be taking pictures. I wouldn't want that to happen to my mom or my grandmother. Mm-hmm. But then again, I would not allow the public to see her with the casket open. Right. And I actually had, you know, one of my very, very, very close family members to lose their battle with um, um, cancer. And that was one of the things she requested of us was like, do not have this. Do not let anybody see me in here. Right. And we respected that. So if that was Aretha's wish, then they should have respected it. But it sounds to me as if Aretha wanted to go out with a bang. Which, she did. Which she did. So it is what it is. Um. <clears throat> yeah. So oh, overall, the funeral was extremely long, but it was very good. Um, shout out to North Carolina for showing out because honestly, like you said, um, Shirley Caesar was one of the best mm-hmm. parts. Clearly, 
Fantasia was one of the best parts, and William Barber and all the words that he spoke um, was one of the best parts. So, thanks yeah. to that, I know there's some con- a lot of controversy going around about the Ariana Grande situation, which I don't think we have enough time to talk about. We can address it at another time or whatever. You know, if you guys want to talk more about it, please let us know. Email us or send us a message, and we will. Um, and there's a lot of controversy going on about um reverend williams jasper williams Williams, um yeah his hate speech i mean the some of the hateful things that people feel like he said in his speech that Um, people feel like he said um so some of it i didn't catch that's one of the parts where i (laughs) I missed some of it and and i'm reading i didn't hear him say it so it could be Yes, taking it out. matters. Yeah, because when I read it, I'm like, okay, well, that's kind of true. You have to hear it. That's what I said. If you can go and look at some of the, um, I just know some of the parts that I did hear. Just like when I saw, like, after Ariana got through singing, right? And then she was being addressed. And it was like, Oh, when I heard the name Ariana Grande, you know, I thought that was something that Taco Bell. I was instantly like, <gasps> well, see, that's not that's not William. That's no, it wasn't. That's what I'm saying. I'm just, just saying there are things that were said and done in the moment that made me uncomfortable when I heard them and saw them. Much like whenever Jasper was giving his speech and there were some moments where I was like, OK. And then there were some moments where I was like, ooh. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, some of those moments are the moments that people are talking about. So if I wasn't the only one that felt that way, then I kind of understand where some people are coming from. But let me know if you ever hear it. He, uh, his, you, I'll just say this. His eulogy was nothing like Barack Obama's was for, for McCain. Uh, McCain. No. These things like this, is what's wrong with, is why membership at black churches is not good. I do agree. I do agree. So, I don't. I don't agree with everything. The only thing that I kind of I I do agree with is I feel like some aspects, like when he said, he feels like a Black America has lost its soul. I kind of feel like that sometimes. Not all the time, and not all of us, but I feel like, especially with the newer generations. Some of that, like even from when we were growing up, I don't see that with these kids anymore. So I agree with that. Not 100%, but in some instances, because it don't apply to me because I got myself. But I can see it, you know, in other areas. But I will say for for all of the, I don't even want to say kids because they're people. Black Lives Matter is unfair. All of that, no. Right. No, no, no. But I do feel like we have lost some, not all of us. But we are a collective. And if some of us are struggling behind, it weighs on the rest of us because we have to, to do what we need to do to help pull them forward. I do feel like some aspects of our community is not where it should be. We've lost some of the core of what we are. And it's not to say that we're all not working to get it back. And those of us who are, you know, in touch with that, we're doing what we need to do to, to move it forward and to, to keep that together. But I do feel like some of it is, is lacking. Right. Well, I do also want to say, though, that for all of the things that are highlighted that are negative in in those losses, there are plenty of other kids who are significantly younger than us who are carrying the soul very well. They're just not getting highlighted. And so I I remain encouraged that we'll always have it. True. 
John McCain's funeral happened. We don't have to delve into it, but I do want to say that uh, Michelle and George W. seem to have stolen the show with 10 seconds of an act. They always steal the show. I know. He loves her. It's so crazy. Like, he is just infatuated with her. Um, So the funeral's going on, and they're all sitting together, Michelle and Barack and... um, George and Laura and Laura hands George a piece of candy and George hands it to Michelle and Michelle's like thank you and Barack looks over and that has been the thing the very Mm -hmm. thing circulated from the whole funeral I did have an opportunity to catch part of Barack's eulogy it was very eloquent I watched it this morning yeah so totally enjoyed that um like I said at the beginning of this conversation he had three ceremonies that we know of so his was long too it was just broken up and what i think is interesting is that although trump was not invited ivanka and jared kushner were there yeah that makes him feel like he was there that's what i'm saying (laughs) that's why i'm just like why are they there right which i know they don't have any control over what he says but that's your daddy Mm -hmm. and you don't you don't publicly disagree with anything that he said or done. Right. So it's just like, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. But I thought that was interesting because even though Megan gets on my last nerve sometimes on The View, I thought that she spoke very well about her father. She and did. she stood up to, um, you know, the things that have been said about him and really drove on the part that he, you know, about all of his titles. So yeah. I thought it was it was a good service. He had a service. Right. Okay. Or is that a funeral? A <laughs> funeral. Yeah. Yeah, that that was the difference. Oh, um, I did want to talk about Andrew Gillum because I feel like that's important. That is important. Thank you for reminding Um, me. So if you guys remember last week, you know, everybody was all, you know, rooting for Andrew Gillum, who was actually the mayor of Tallahassee, Florida, um, and he entered the governor's race, and um, he's a Democrat. And at the time of um, the election, no polls had him above 19%. Mm-hmm. And polls be lying. Oh, but <laughs> clearly, we got he, Donald Trump okay, as uh, president of the U.S. He came through with the win um, and beat out um, all the other candidates um, on the Democratic um, side. So it's just now it's him and Ron DeSantis, who is the Republican uh, governor's nominee. And so Trump came at him um, indirectly. He he didn't say his name, but we all knew he was talking about, and you're going to read to us what exactly Trump said about... He actually did say his name. Did he say his name? He just didn't add him. That's what it was. He did not add him. Exactly. He said, not only did Congressman Ron DeSantis easily win the Republican primary, but his opponent in November is his biggest dream. A failed socialist mayor named Andrew Gillum, who has allowed crime and many other problems to flourish in his city. This is not what Florida wants or needs. Like, first of all, why are you even getting involved, sir? But that's okay, because Andrew, he said, when they go low, we go high. He said, our state, he responded via Twitter and said, our state and country need, what our state and country needs is decency, hope and the leadership if you agree join us at andrewgillum.com also comma at me next time right. at real donald trump exactly because he's so. a little shrewd coward who sits on his blackberry because i'm pretty sure he doesn't know how to work anything else and <laughs> freaking tweets people but that was classy one of the things that is really bothering me is 
all the dog whistling that's going on in relations to Andrew. Um, Ron DeSantis, the the um, Republican governor, governor's nominee, said the last thing that we need to do is monkey this up. Isn't that crazy? By that electing like- a socialist. And he tried to say that that's not what he meant. But then right after this, um, Mayor Gillum has been receiving robocalls uh-huh. and people are just calling him and making monkey noises on the phone. Yeah. So you know exactly mm-hmm. what you're doing and what you're trying to say. And the reason why Trump is so adamant about this is because, you know, Florida is is always one of those tricky states. You know, a lot of times it, it leans Republican a lot. Mm-hmm. And if we continue on the trend that we're that we're currently on and these states continue to go blue it's going to be a wrap for any Republican that gets in office, especially one like Trump. It's so true. Um, Andrew had a big celebrity push, which I feel helped him because he didn't have a leg up on any of the other candidates. Right. Barack was the first. So it's that whole grassroots slash. Okay. Black celebrities are not just black celebrities, but like black celebrities and even Angela Rye, like on the election day, she was standing out there in the rain in an Andrew Gillum t-shirt, like, trying to make sure that people had awareness. Mm-hmm. And um, look what happens when people pull, when our people pull together. Yes. Anything can be accomplished. I hope that Andrew is well. I hope that his family's well. I think he has two daughters, mm-hmm. young daughters. So I pray that he was able to prepare his family um, and that they have a strong family unit, uh, you know, where they can get through this. Being called names, I'm sure... They're used too much, like, black people just in general. Like, you can call me a name all day. I mean, you might piss me off, but it's not going to, like, hurt my feelings. Right. Right. So, there's that. Can we talk about the Carters? Yeah, we can. Okay. Because I love them. Me too. That's why I'm hoarse, y'all. Yes. Two weekends of the Carters will have you sounding like this, okay? I like your raspy voice. I don't. Anywho, well, I guess that's all that matters. What you know, the Carters, by way of good, um, be good, the Be Good Initiative and the uh, Sean Carter Foundation, surprised a kid in Orlando. So we talked to you guys about their initiative to begin with. They were going to give a hundred thousand dollars to a student, um, and then eleven more students or eleven students total were going to receive scholarship dollars mm-hmm. while they're on tour. And so Keyshawn Morgan was the first one. He received his on Wednesday in Orlando, Florida. Was so so. I love this video because they're reading it out, and um, the, all of these kids thus far have been members of the Boys and Boys Girls, Girls Club. Club. Yeah. So they choose the, they allow the Boys and Girls Club to choose, you know, kids on their list, and then they'll let them know the day before. Kids from the Boys and Girls Club will come to the concert. So they're all standing there in their Boys and Girls Club paraphernalia. And DJ Khaled is the one who gets to present the scholarship. So he's like reading off these accolades and his extracurricular activities. And it doesn't really dawn on him until one of his friends from the Boys and Girls Club turns around and goes, it's you, you know. Mm -hmm. And he just, I mean, he covers his mouth. His eyes get wide. Like he's got this afro and these glasses. He's so cute. Um, Keyshawn Morgan wants to be a future lawyer. He's just over the moon about this $100,000 scholarship. But then, as if that wasn't enough, the Carters surprised us by doing the same thing in Miami Mm -hmm. um, with a young girl named Emily 
Garay mm-hmm. or Gara if the Y is not pronounced. I she, think it was Garay because DJ Kelly had to ask somebody how to say it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> did he? Remember that. Yeah. So she wants to be a, a future police officer. Her interview was my favorite because she cried through half of it. And she was saying how her parents, they've been trying to figure it out since she started high school, like which parent was going to take a second job. And she was just saying, my parents are the best thing that ever happened to me. Um, and she was like, I'm going to be somebody. I'm going to be up there with the top dogs. And uh, so I'm really excited for her. She cried through half of it. And I started crying. I was like, I can't, I'm too sensitive or something. I don't know compassionate whatever um but she wants to be a a police officer and she said as soon as they announced it i thought of my parents um they can now have peace and not stress Mm -hmm. so i love when kids have that acknowledgement because i know a lot of selfish teenagers or i don't necessarily always blame teenagers for being selfish like that is a time period where you're not really understanding the sacrifices that adults are making for you but she totally gets it yeah and then dj khaled surprised everybody by matching uh, the $100,000 scholarship donation by giving another one to a young guy named Jonathan um, Burgos. Yeah. Who wants to be an electrical engineer. So, shout out to the children who are not going to have to deal with Sally Mae. Okay. (laughs) Because, jeez, Louise. And you can do a lot with $100,000 depending on what you want to be. Yes, you can. That is a a great start to the beginning of your life. I could have <clears throat> paid my whole tuition, where I stayed and everything, and taken the rest of or some of the money, played with it, and taken some oh, of I it and invested it. I could have had a lot of money with $100,000. An investment on half of it? Yeah, I could have had a lot of money. So there's that. But that was a lot. That was a lot. And it was it was good. You know, DJ Khaled... Um, is from Miami, so he was able to mm-hmm. bring out a lot of people. Um, I think the the best the best ones that I feel like you know made the biggest impact was, of course, Trick Daddy and Trina. Yes, the baddest. Um, also, Gucci Man and uh, Keisha Kaur came out. Did they both come? Yeah, she okay. was there too. Um, also, Freeway coming out. Yes. That was big. Um, and I probably would have passed out, like just from screaming, not like Michael Jackson pass out. But if Freeway would have come, I would have been screaming so hard, I would have had to sit down. And it's good because I just seen him on Instagram. He needs a kidney, so he's actually going through dialysis, mm-hmm. um, and he's lost a lot of weight. But you know, it's good to see him soldiering on and still being able to be on that platform. And you know, because Freeway got some classics like The Rock. <sighs> I mean, listen, Rockefeller was the ish, okay? Yes. So, it was good to see Freeway up there. Um, YG came out, which, you know, YG came out. Bryson Tiller came out. That was good. I wasn't expecting that. Kent Jones, Tory Lanez, um, City Girls, the one, because the you one. know the one is in jail. Right. And she got a lot with her. The one that's even, the one that's out, too. What do you mean? Like, they went and put up some tweets. And I don't even want to say pulled up. The tweets are just from last year. Where her oh. calling people the F word. I don't want to say the word, but you know what the, the F word is where I'm right. maggot. Uh-huh. Over and over and over and over. And she tweeted out something saying, if my son should... This is her, her words, not mine. She said, if my son does any gay shit, I'm going to beat his ass. And then she came back with the typical 
It was like a white person saying, I got black friends. My cousin is gay. My hairstylist is gay. Like, use them in these stereotypical roles that you think of when you think of gay men to kind of justify why she's not homophobic. Y'all, you should see me. My mouth is like on the floor. Then she said, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with people being gay, but but I just don't want that. That's just like somebody saying, I don't see anything wrong with you being black. Well, I don't see anything wrong with you being woman, but I just don't want, like, what's What's the difference? You're still being discriminatory against somebody. And for you to get, like, girl, you ain't even, like, you buzzing, but you're not popping. Like, I don't even know anything y'all sing. If it weren't for the y'all being on that Drake song, I don't even know right. when Floridians or if I Floridians know them, but. Right. I don't know you. And then, you, like, the other one is in jail for fraud, and yes. everybody's like, free JT. I'm not saying free JT. I've been a victim of credit card fraud. Right. Bitch, get your own money. Get your own money. <laughs> Talking about some free JT. Girl, right. sit. Then this took the cake. This took the cake. They pulled up a tweet and she said, I don't think blue is cute with a sad face. And <laughs> you matter about that than you were about the other comments. I'm mad Look about at it your all. face. I was oh, I'm mad about it all. I'm mad about it all. She said, I don't think blue is cute. And then she said, I was talking about the color. Girl, shut. Why what, Why didn't you have that same energy when you got up on her parents' stage? Why you had that same energy? Why you didn't say you didn't think blue was cute then? When you hopped your ass up there with that 60-inch yakky horse hanging out of your head. You why? Know, Let me stop because I'm about to get You know, mad. I don't understand that mad. behavior. I told you, and I don't mind saying it on the show because I'm not calling this person out because y'all don't know her. However, I have a co-worker who's like literally sat at lunch one time and I have this thing about children like come on man just leave it alone I didn't ask you you know I like these people um who said that Blue Ivy was unattractive and this wasn't I think this was like maybe last year but that north if I want to see an attractive child what is an attractive child northwest clearly thinks of of children in the terms of attractive right that that's creepy northwest is cute but that Blue Ivy is ugly let me tell you something. Wow. When, let's 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 I see said, what your kids wow. look like. You already know. Okay. You know, like, girl, have some. Like, this is what I'm gonna understand about people who, if you are trying to make it into the entertainment industry or be on film, why don't you scrub your Twitter? Just just delete it all. Just delete all of that. Just delete it because they are going to pull it up. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're gonna pull it up, and I just feel like that's how you feel because this is what you do. You were doing when you didn't think anybody was really looking, right? So this is how you feel, and it's disgusting. And so I didn't want to hear that. And they really, she had to say, it's only one. And then, and then I, I seen an interview where she was saying, yeah, she, she when she get out, we, you know, she she gonna be home soon. We gonna be popping, girl. I googled that release date. It's a March twenty first, twenty twenty. Girl, you got a while to go. You know she's gonna get out for good behavior um in March. Well, let's this see. This March. Let's see how it goes. But girl, all these people do free JT stuff. No. <laughs> I done had somebody steal my critical information. No, I don't feel sorry for you. You knew what you was doing. Next case. <laughs> Next case. <sighs> Is that it? Yes. Are I'm, you done? Are you are you I are am you done? done? The show was good. I feel like they went ham. Jay-Z added a verse to Song Crime. Maybe he did that in Atlanta. Maybe I was drunk and I don't remember. You were definitely drunk. Okay. So that was good. I was there. I know. Um, 
I counted nine outfit changes. Beyonce changed clothes nine times. Jay-Z changed clothes a lot, but I wasn't counting. Um, <laughs> I loved when he did the story of OJ. Um, yes, that was actually one of my favorite parts, and it was towards the beginning of the show. See, he did it towards the end, end of this Okay. One. Um, that was good. Beyonce was extremely interactive with the crowd, which she wasn't like that in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Talking to people, pointing people out, talking about people's signs. I mean, and then what I thought was really, really cute was at the end of this show, um, when they were going to walk out, because, you know, we talked about the drunk fan in Atlanta. So they They were about to turn around and walk off, and Jay-Z grabbed Beyonce and, like, shook his head and turned her around. And, and they, they backed, backed out. So that was cute. <laughs> Um, and so Beyonce and Jay-Z, I've seen them there at Made in America, and I think they're on break because, you know, of course, Beyonce's birthday is Tuesday, and the show resumes on 9-11 in Texas. So I'm interested to see who they bring out in Texas. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so glad that you brought that up. So can we talk about it? Can we talk about it? Can we talk about it? Like, first of all, September is my happy September, everybody. Woo-hoo! September is my favorite Absolute favorite month of the year. Good things happen for Not me every April? Se- No, I mean, why? Because I celebrate so hard because it's Your my birthday. birthday. I know. Listen, my so birthday, let me be my clear. Don't owe me nothing. I'm exhausted. I know that's right. You need a nap. Jesus. You don't look like it, but I know you do because you know you're my friend. And some milk, and I don't even drink milk. <laughs> okay. You need some milk. Yes, I do, and I don't even drink it. Give me some. So, let me just be clear. I love April. It's my birthday month. I've always gone hard. I celebrate every single day of April, life, spring, all that, right? September is my favorite month because it is a renewal for me. Like the air smells different. It is clean. Like it's a time for cleansing. It's when, you know, we do fall cleaning, whenever, um, you know, we take sage through the houses, all of that. I have, for some reason, my most creative ideas. I get the most rest in September. Like, it just is good for my soul. September is good for me. Um, but Beyonce is celebrating a birthday. Mm-hmm. By the time you guys hear this, it will be B-Day. And I want to talk about it. It will be B-Day. And mind you, you know B-Day was released 12 years ago? Just made me feel old. Don't let it make you feel old. Twelve years ago, time is out here flying. Like I'm, I'm dancing my way into Beyonce's birthday like it's my own. So it's about to be thirty-seven years old. Yes. Can we stand for her for a minute? Because we are uh, Beyonce, Destiny's Child <clears throat> alumni around this table. Yes. We stand for her on the show. I cannot listen. Y'all, B sent me a um, a message the other day. Talking about, you know, the way that Beyonce will release albums. <laughs> With no regard to your financial None status. at all. Just save your coins now. So, we know that they're on tour. I don't know when she's going to come out with another album. I will be ready. I hope that she releases a documentary about the Formation tour. Because that was a good tour. Yes, that was it was. A good, that was a good time for her. I want to see, like... You know, the behind the scenes and, you know, about the Super Bowl and about, you know. All of that would be great. People with this fake boycott of Beyonce that de- was just destined to flop. It wasn't um, people, though, really. It was the police. Right. I mean, they're people, too. Yeah, they're, they're you know what I mean. Blue Lives Matter, let them tell Stop it. Stop Anyway, um, that, you know, her that's being so open about 
her relationship with her husband, the twins. Like I want to, I want, a, I want that documentary, and I want it on Netflix. Ah, that would be great. I want it on Netflix, and I want to see that. Um, it will probably from, be the most watched from Beyonce before we get another album. But I'm just happy that it's B Day. I'm I'm so glad that all the radio stations are gonna be playing Beyonce all day. Mm-hmm. Everybody's gonna be posting her, and it's just gonna be. You know, it's like a holiday. It's so like a real life holiday. So if you don't want to see holiday. it, log off. Log off. Oh, we got to hit, oh, y'all, where should be on the Shut up. Yeah. Shut Before I mute up. you. So I got, I got questions. Um, and these can go in any particular order, but I just want you to talk a little bit, and I, I'm going to do the same thing. We can have an exchange here about, like, our favorite songs, our favorite Beyonce shade, just favorite Beyonce moments. Mm-hmm. I know you just shared that you want a documentary on formation um one of the one of my favorites i'll just start with this that i didn't get to see was her vegas performance when she was at the mgm garden mm-hmm. now did you and watch she, it i did okay okay and it was amazing because i don't think that they were expecting her to come through the c- crowd and she came through the crowd and she that, this is the same show where she did um sweet dreams sweet love and wasn't oh, it Sweet she Dreams? She slowed down. Yes, yes, and Sweet Dreams is what she started with. And then she went into Sweet Love. And then she went back to Sweet Dreams. Yes. Bomb. You guys, if you have not seen that, go look for that um, medley. And that was good, too, because she basically went through like kind of like the story of her life. She talked about Destiny's Child. And she did, you know, it's kind of like she was being a storyteller mm-hmm. through her um, music and her life, and so that was a really, really good concert. Wow. I like that concert a lot. Me too. What's they used favorite? to play it on BET all the time. They, they did. That's they how I saw it all mm-hmm. the time on BET. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, one of my favorite um, Beyonce moments was the Crazy in Love performance at the BET Awards in 2003, when she was on the. That's the first time I seen her on the on like the walking oh yeah 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 like, okay. it's basically like a treadmill mm-hmm. and she had the silver little skirt on and the big hair and jay-z that's when he like smacked her butt the first time like and she was TV. shocked yes that was such a good performance because that song was so big that summer because you know bt words always come on in the summer yeah um it was just good. That's when Monique did her whole Beyonce thing. That Ooh, was just Monique killed it. it was she just, was I mean, she was screaming Woo! Yes, after it, the performance. It was just you know an awesome setup for her to be on the the horizon of her solo career. So that right. was one of my favorite um, Beyonce moments, as well as the MT, um, MTV Awards where she did Ring the Alarm with the trench coat. Oh yeah, and the, you know they were like stopping and like going down. They had like the fake guns, but you can hear that in the background. That was such a good performance. Yeah, she did something sim like as far as moves are concerned. And one of her recent shows, it might she have been in the one. one. Yeah, I was she gonna say she she hinted to it at the beginning of it might have been Ring the Alarm. I don't know. I think it was. Uh, who the do you think it I was? Am? I that don't was know. I tough. can't remember, but she did it. She had the buns out and everything. She, she looked good. She did that. Um, One of my other favorite performances whenever she was pregnant with Blue Ivy and everybody was speculating. And you could tell from the video, but when she 
you know, you had to be looking and she rubbed her belly and everything. But when she did the performance for Love on Top she and at the end funny. she opened up her blazer and she rubbed her stomach and you could see she was visibly big. Like it was so good. And she killed every note. I love that. And I love the, the fact that after she did that, the camera went to Jay-Z and Kanye because that was right when Watch the Throne had released. And yes. you could see like Kanye and Jay-Z just having this moment like, bruh, like, she did it. Like, you did it. Like, everybody knows now. So, I really enjoyed... Happiest I had seen him up until that up point. Up until that point. I really... I, I, that was one of my favorite Beyonce moments. That was also one of my favorite Beyonce looks was that dress she wore on the red carpet mm. and the suit that she wore because it made me think about Michael Jackson. And Love on Top is very Jackson 5 Michael-ish. Like, just the... The feel of love on top is very it's right. very Jackson five ish. That's true. So I appreciated the suit. Push was pregnant. I'm like, well, <laughs> you know, she had to be able to move. So I just thought that it was um, like an awesome way to reveal your pregnancy to the world. Everybody was happy at that. Like that was just a good night. Like everybody was excited for them. It, it, so that's it. one of my favorite Beyonce moments, as well as one of my favorite Beyonce looks that love on top video is dope too because it emulated the new edition video like to a t it was so good it was good do you remember back in the day whenever um beyonce used to be on midnight love i used to sit up and wait for that song to come on she looks so beautiful only two songs in my whole life would i wait up for midnight love for and that was that and um what is it india ari um i'm ready for for love love. yes Um, one thing about um, Beyonce that we, I think we all have grown to love is her shadiness. Beyonce yes. can be shady if she wants to. Um, and so I think one of the most iconic shadiest moments of Beyonce is when she told Farrah that they can send your luggage. <laughs> like, you ain't gotta stay. Like, they can send your luggage, girl. Like, go home. Like, you are no longer wanted. Go home. She and did. At that same time period where they had an interview and they were asking about what was going on with the group and Kelly, that's my favorite. Kelly that said, is no. my favorite. I mean, said no, don't. Kelly was getting ready to respond. This is respond. This is when they were in Destiny Shot. This is the same interview, right? It was the same show. Okay, it was like something on MTV they did, like behind the music or something like that. They did. Girl, you could tell at the age of like teenagers, like early twenties, like Beyonce was the mama bear because Kelly was getting ready to respond and Beyonce was like, No, we're not doing that. We don't say their we're not no. don't say their names. We don't say that. Mm-hmm. Like I love it. Now as it as it pertains to performance, one of my favorite Beyonce shade moments. And now I realize that there Michael Jackson was also shady like this. When she's performing, and I can't remember what wasn't going right, whether it was, I think it was lighting, not fans, because, you know, she's crazy about them fans, mm-hmm. too, but lighting. And she's performing, and she's like, somebody's getting fired, but she never even stops performing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ooh, that's always, like, one of those things where we're like, did they actually get fired? I want to know. They probably did. No, seriously. Um, That's good shade. Um, One of my favorite Beyonce moments that was, it wasn't shady. I mean, she just wanted to know was whenever she was scheduled to perform at the Super Bowl, 
and she was at the inauguration and she lip synced because it was like four degrees outside. Yes. And then they had her on ESPN and she sang live and yeah. sang the national anthem and then she followed up with any questions. Yep. Because, boo, now don't act like I don't do this because this is what I do. Exactly. This is what I do. And everybody was like, well, Kelly, Cl- Kelly Clarkson, what about to be the Super Bowl? Right. Okay. Kelly Clarkson wasn't about to have one of the biggest performances of her life. Beyonce was, so she had to protect her place. And if you know singers, anytime you see Brandi Norwood outside or in the cold, she has a scarf around her throat. Mm -hmm. She protects her instrument. And that's what Beyonce was doing. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that was good. You know what? That's a valid way to put it. Because, like, okay, I play the violin, right? You can't leave your violin in the car. Any string, any wooden instrument, like, you cannot leave those things in the car. You can't do it in the summertime, and you can't do it in the wintertime. They're either going to swell or they're going to retract, and it's not going to sound right. You're going to mess up your instrument. So if you think about a a voice or your vocal cords as an instrument, then you have to keep them the right temperatures, like food in the refrigerator. You don't want it to spoil or freeze. And that's, that is her instrument. That is how she has made her living. Exactly. So she has to protect it at all costs. I love it. I just seen this on Instagram a few days ago. Somebody posted a picture and was like, only true Beehive members will know why this is funny. And it was a picture of Beyonce in her bed with no makeup on her hair braided <laughs> at the same time that Kim and Kanye's wedding was going on. Uh-huh. Because clearly we know what that meant. It's like, y'all want to, I'm at home. Right. She's not there. I said I ain't going. I said I ain't going. That was funny. And another shady moment was, and I don't know if anybody else realized this, and I didn't really catch until after, after the um, elevator incident with this whole Rachel Roy situation, the next, Baby girl. The next yes. picture that Beyonce posted, like the day after that, was a picture with her in an Aaliyah shirt. Right. And if you know the history of Rockefeller, Damon Dash, Aaliyah, you know why that was shady. Right. So those are some of my top favorite um, shady Beyonce moments. And whenever um, on the the documentary that she, I think it was four. It was either four or Life is But a Dream where they didn't get her lights right. Life and she was like, she was like, I, you know, I wanted this to be this way. And so somebody was like, okay, well, yeah, we'll, we'll fix it. And she was like, but I told y'all that yesterday. Yeah. And then she was like, okay, let's go ahead and like get it done. Like I, I told you this yesterday. So I love seeing Beyonce in moments like that where she asserts herself because she knows what she wants. And I, as a person that's really getting into business, like by myself, the mansplaining and the ignoring what I'm telling you to do, I've, I never thought that I would experience this like this. Let me tell you something. Is, That's so relatable. It is just like, I know what I want. Right. I don't need you to tell me what's better. or This is what I want. You are working for me at this point. I'm paying you for a service. Do what I'm asking you to do. I don't need your input because I know what I want. One of the things that I wanted to discuss with regards to Beyonce is what she has done in the way of feminism without even calling it, you know, feminism or like a f- part of the feminist movement, just what she does for women and what she does for black girls. Um, and assertion is one of those things. Um, one of my favorite Beyonce quotes is, I'm not bossy, I'm the boss. Um, and I think that it took her a while. If you mm-hmm. are a fan, have been watching, have been listening, like, 
Yeah, she might have been sassy in her teenage years, but I think she's also been, like, really nice in business. Probably gotten run over just like anybody else would have. And she got to the point where she's like, no, kind of like you're saying now, like, no, this is what I want. This is how I want it. I'm paying, like, make it happen. And I don't have to feel guilty about that. So when I, the first time I heard her say that, I was like, yeah, she, she's grown up. Yeah. And one of my um one of my favorite moments is whenever she after she had blue and she was talking about being Blue Ivy's mother and she said that blue helped her find herself. Yes. And that and that, that was her purpose. Mm-hmm. And we just talked about this earlier. Sometimes, you know, like really and truly your purpose is not your career. It's mm-hmm. not how much money you make. It's those types of things. That's right. That that connection that you have with your spouse that makes each other's life better. Your children, mm-hmm. your parents, your siblings, these these things are your purpose. Right. This stuff that you have no control over. Now, granted to say, you don't have control over the amount of success you have. You don't know what's going to pop, but you're making those decisions to make sure that you're successful. True. So, in essence, you are determining your career. You're, you're making those choices. But... Like your child, like you don't have any control over what this person is going to be, what they're going to look like, what their personality is going to be like that. You're giving them life. That is part of your real purpose. That's right. So for her to say that, it just, I just love hearing her talk about her life in that regard outside of Beyonce, the superstar and just Beyonce, the mom, the wife, the sister, the daughter. I love just seeing her in that element. Now, you can only choose one, and I know this is difficult for you. One, what is your favorite Beyonce song? Oh, my God, Tiffany, no. Uh-uh, no. Yes, one. It takes discipline. One. Tiffany. One song? One song, B. One. I can't <laughs> do, I can't do that. You have to. I cannot. You got to. Of all times? Yes. If you could only listen to like one song by Beyonce before you roll up out of this earth. Oh, Jesus. One Beyonce song. Yeah. So I'll go first while you're thinking. Yeah. One. You get one. My favorite one, and I think I might have mentioned this on the show last week, but is Resentment. And I love Resentment. It's so funny because for a long time I kept saying, she's not just singing that song. She's been through it. You can tell, like, especially if you've been through it, and if you guys ever go listen to the words of resentment, like, line for line, no, like, nothing I would have to scratch out. I've been there. And so, like, the emotional, the emotion she sings in behind that song, and, like, the pain, especially now that we know what happened with Jay-Z and everything, when you go back and look at the performances that she had while she was going through it and she always comes to the end of the stage and sits and sings resentment and she sings it from her gut during that time she would always cry and it would be like a lot of tears a lot I just I love the fact that she was willing during that time even now like now it's more of a joke not the song but when she's like she ain't even half of me you know what I'm saying? And then she'll look around and look at the camera and then tilt her head like, yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? Or I like, I know she was attractive, like, nah. You know, but that is my absolute favorite Beyonce song. She kills it every time. I can't pick one. 
You have to. Okay. One. If I had to listen to one Beyonce song, and this is, I'm not saying this is my, fa- I, this has to be my favorite Beyonce song ever. I want it to be, but if you just want to throw a song out there, you can. I don't think I have, I, I don't have a favorite Beyonce song because I listen to the songs based on how I feel. Right. And they're different feelings I, for I, different songs. I think every Beyonce uh, fan can relate to that, but there's not one song that moves you. Okay. Like, for instance, yes. I'll, I'll give you two because I'll name one that moves me. It's not my favorite. But I can barely handle listening to the song Daddy because it moves me. When By the time she gets to the part where she's like, even if a man broke my heart today, no matter how much pain I'm in, I will be okay because I got a man in my life that can't be replaced. A father's love is unconditional. It won't go away. I just can't. Right. I think that my favorite Beyonce song of all time would probably be Dangerously in Love. (laughs) It would be Dangerously in Love. Good job, B. I am so good job. It would be Dangerously in Love. Okay. For. Oh, that's my favorite album. That's my favorite Beyonce album. For two reasons. Um, One. When I first heard that song, it was actually on Destiny's Child's album. And I heard it, and you always, you just knew that Beyonce was going to go on her own. But when I heard that song, I said, okay, this is about to be a problem right here. Like, she is about to do some things. And then, by the time Dangerously in Love came out, given the the fact that was the name of her album... Mm -hmm. And at that time, like, I was, like, going through one of my first real heartbreaks. And I just remember listening to that song, and I would just be crying my poor little eyes out because mm-hmm. I was so in love with this knucklehead boy So <laughs> not a, not a that, knucklehead. that I broke up with. So that song really, for me, exemplifies Beyonce. And do you remember when she performed that at the Divas? I do. When she performed that song live, even Celine Dion was like, wait a minute. Right. Like, we dealing with something here. So, to me, that is my all-time favorite Beyonce song. One song that I cannot listen to without getting wrapped up. And every time I hear it, I just get emotional. And I'm not even really been in that position per se. Did I say position? Position. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't been in that position per se is when she... Covered Etta James, all I can do is cry. Yeah, when Ooh, like she, she delves just, into that, she is singing from her gut, and it's like these guttural sounds coming out. It's kind of it, it reminds me of her singing on "I Care." Just that, just it's just like she's just reaching down in the depths of her belly, belting this out. Yes, and that song, all I can do is cry. When you hear that song, like you could just. Like, that's why I knew, like, of course, it's not to the extent where Jay-Z's marrying somebody else, but you can tell that that girl been hurt. Yes. Like, she sung that song, like, you know, from her gut, like, she was really hurting, like, you could tell. And so, that is one song that really moves me every time I hear it. I just get emotional, like, oh, my God, Beyonce. Okay. I couldn't imagine, like, watching the love of my life marry somebody else. And all, I mean, what can you do? 
All you can do is cry. There's nothing that you can do. That's it. So I mean, that, that's really it. That song really moves me. So those are some of Dangerously in Love is my favorite song altogether. But All I Can Do Is Cry deserves an honorable mention. Okay, so now I'm so glad that you bring up um, Etta James because movies. Etta James tried it, though. I know, she did. Rest but we're not going to drag her. Rest of soul, you tried it. Um, that was that dementia talking. So... Beyonce has been in several movies, and I know a lot of people give her flack because she isn't, you know, one of the best actresses in the whole wide world. But I still love to see Beyonce in movies. So, aside from um, documentaries, what are your favorite on-screen Beyonce movies? I only have two that are my favorite. I wonder, because I have two, I wonder if they are the same or if we'll cross over. The first one, and I don't care what y'all say, y'all can say it was whack bootleg, but Carmen the Hip Hopper was Give me some hopping. I don't care I what love the hip hop. No, no, no. I don't wanna, I don't wanna, I don't wanna go. That listen, was my edge. That was good. Wyclef coming in. Oh, listen. Hip hopper was bomb. And my second favorite would have to be Fight Temptations. You are my friend. Yes, yes Fighting Temptations and um, Carmen were my two favorites. She's also been in Cadillac Records, Dream Girls, Obsessed. Did you watch Obsessed? I went to the movie to see because they my boo in a girl. Of course. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Um, <laughs> she did voiceover in Epic. Now she's getting ready to um, do Lion King. King. Um, she did Pink Panther, which Pink Panther is what she did had Bootylicious for, right? Or was Check it Austin? Awesome? Check up on it. Yeah. yeah. Gold and member. I, gold member was what she had Bootylicious for. Uh, it was um, Work It Out. Then what was Bootylicious for? So you gotta that, work it out. Oh, yeah, you're yeah, right. That was just on, that was just Destiny's Child. Oh, that's the one that she, uh, she always feels, she said that's the one that always embarrasses her when she hears it. Well, you know they came up with that word. Yeah, I know. It's in the dictionary. Now, yeah. Just like Lil Wayne in Bling Bling. Yeah. Crazy. But yeah, um, yeah, The Fighting Temptations. God, that's it was good, and I think you talked about last week where which one is it, Chloe or Hallie that played Little Beyonce? Chloe was Little. Chloe. That's like serendipity. That's the movie, like for real. Mm-hmm. And Beyonce didn't even recognize that that was her. I know, so cute. Yeah, so those are my favorite Beyonce on-screen performances. Because listen, oh, another thing that I don't know if a lot of you guys... I gotta say these. These are honorable mentions, and if you don't know these songs, I'm not saying you're not a true Beyoncé fan, but you might not be. <laughs> well, you're a Beyoncé fan, but you're not day one being right. like your girl. Okay, so honorable mention songs that I have to make um, reference to. The Closer I Get to You with Luther Vandross. Mm-hmm. Epic. Beyoncé also covered a Rose Royce song, Wishing on a Star. Mm-hmm. I love that song. She actually did really good on that. Girl, that song was fine. I wanted to. I, I got that in my top favorite Beyonce songs. Um, <laughs> I see what you're doing right now. Yes, you are so hard headed. No, She's so no, damn hard headed. Mentions because I don't think a lot of a lot of people may not have ever even heard these songs. Also, if you go to YouTube, there is an unreleased song on YouTube called Stoplight, mm-hmm. and it reminds me of a country song. It sounds like something like Dixie Chicks would sing. It's such such a good song, and it actually relates to my life. Like I love that song. It's called Stoplight. Um, you know, just trying to put out some songs that people 
may not listen to as much if you're not a true Beyonce fan. Worldwide Woman. Yeah. Worldwide Woman is in my top five favorite Beyonce songs of all time. Like, I just get so yeah. hyped. I'm a Worldwide Woman. WW. Listen, Beyonce. You can log on anywhere. Your girl can take you, you there. there. Okay, that's um, a good one. Standing on the Sun needs an honorable mention. I've never really heard anybody mention that song. I have that in my top because I have, listen, I had this broken down. I have moments, looks, all of that. So that was actually in one of my favorite Beyonce looks because she had dark hair in that video, like yes. completely dark. Um, so I had that too. But yeah, that is a really, really good song deserves an honorable mention and doesn't get the the, the um, shine that it's due. There's also a Destiny's Child song called Why You Acting. Mm-hmm. I love that song. Like, I'm like, why did they put this on the album? Like, it was so good. It just good. got cut in the end, I oh think. Oh, my gosh. So those are just some, some songs that I feel like don't get enough. They didn't get enough recognition that I, as a Beyonce stand, really felt like they were... They were Worth being mentioned since we're talking about B Day. Okay? Right. There are some. 9481. Okay. <laughs> there are some Beyonce moments um, that always stick with me. One of them is, I can't remember which documentary, the documentary where she does um, Who Run the World? Yes. And she can't. Yes. And they cannot. That is such a good. Let me not, because I can watch it as much as I can watch The Color Purple, and y'all know that's my movie. But, um, she cannot find any dance. She pulls in everybody mm-hmm. to get that dance down for that. Um, yes. And eventually she's like, you know what? Let's just go to the source. She finds Tofu Tofu mm-hmm. overseas. Get somebody to contact them. Flies them to the United States. They have no idea who Beyonce is. So they're so cool with it. They're like teaching her the, the dance. I think they end up being in the video. If you go back and look at the video. And this moment where there is the last day of their part in the shoot and they're getting ready to leave and she's crying. Mm -hmm. Not them. Beyonce is crying. She's like, man, I hate to see him go. Like, I just remember that moment, that feeling like because they kept turning around looking at the set. They weren't ready to leave. And uh, she was like, I just remember like being in Destiny's Child and like having that feeling. And she was just talking about how beautiful it was. And she was crying. And that really touched me because she's so, I, I don't know, like people who aren't fans, they just kind of brush over everything about her, which is to be expected if you're not a fan. I don't expect you to delve into a person's life that you don't even like like that. But what then they, they do, just talk they can so. tell you more about her than you can. They t- I, Trust I, me. I know I had um, somebody that I know very well um, trying to talk to me again about like her and Jay-Z being in the Illuminati and something about like, that's why she has so many. Um, like miscarriages or something about a reptilian birth. And that's what I said. That's what I said. Um, I mean, I was just furious. After that, I just had to get off the phone because I'm like, and not for nothing, I did go off about that for obvious reasons that have nothing to do with Beyonce, but more so about womanhood and the way that women are treated in general um, and talked to and assessed and all of that. But anyway... I digress. My um my other moment, this might be my favorite, unless I'm overthinking. She was doing her concert 
and she bends down. And I know all of you know what I'm talking about. And there is a guy in the audience that's holding his ID out. And she's like, are you my cousin? And he's like, I'm your husband. And she tells all she picks up the mic and she tells the audience, he, you my, he's my husband. And he has his name on the ID. And um, she, he was like, I took your name. Yes. And she was like, what's my name? And he put, she puts the mic in his face and he's like... Be out, say my name, say yeah. my name, and then in the background they start playing it, and she performs "Say My Name," and it's so spot on. It is yeah. such a good moment. The crowd so goes crazy. She goes crazy. It's just such a good moment. That's my favorite moment. Like I wasn't there, but just watching her interact with the audience, that is my favorite. I love when she does that. Woo. I love when she interacts with people. Me too. Because it changes their life. They never forget it. No, you're not going to forget it. Oh, I forgot the most important part. But I was, we made it to the Jumbotron. I know. <laughs> we made it to the Jumbotron when DJ Khaled was on. I didn't even mention that. Yeah, girl, I was on the screen, girl. I was dancing and everything. Which means the Carters saw you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Whoa. Okay, so, yes, that is, um, that was something that, that happened at the show. I don't, I can't believe that I, didn't mention that, but um, listen, I have so many favorite Beyonce moments. Um, one moment that I really, really enjoyed, it was a Destiny Shaw moment, actually, is mm-hmm. they did some um, tribute, and they sang Let's Wait a While by Janet Jackson. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite moments. Um, another one of my favorite moments is in the Life is But a Dream documentary when her and Jay-Z are on the boat, and they talk about how much they love the song Yellow by Coldplay. I thought that was a sweet moment and a very intimate moment um, to share because they didn't have to let us see that, especially Jay-Z being Jay-Z. Um, so I always love that. I love any time. One of my top five favorite songs of I all time. Song. God, it's so good. It's um, timeless. And I love that, you know, on it was for her birthday a couple of years ago, and Jay-Z like put out this statement about her, and he he referenced the song and he said, I'll bleed myself dry for you. Yeah. And I was just like, where's my Lord? Where's that? <laughs> so, um, that's, that's some of my favorite, um, moments. Another one of my favorite moments is Beyonce's dance cameo with Usher on his confessions tour where she came out and she didn't sing, but she danced to bad girl and slayed. I think it was on HBO. They were in Puerto Rico and Beyonce like busted up his show and came out there and danced to Bad Girl. Beyonce, Poppin'. she has been featured in like several people, a couple shows, but several people's videos back in the day too when she was still in Destiny's yes. Child. She was in, um, they were in Jagged Edges video. Mm-hmm. Um, she was in Case's video. Case, that's my favorite. Yeah, that was that was good. Um, she was Happily also, Ever After. Yeah, yeah, and she was also in H to the Izzo. Destiny's Child was in that mm-hmm. busy, in video. Busy-o. Lord Jesus. <laughs> See what happens when you talk about Beyonce, you get tongue-tied. She just gets you all tore up. <laughs> you just but start making up words. Making up words in the video. Yeah, she was in the video for H to the Izzo with Jay-Z. So, you know, that was probably around the time when everything got started. But it's so many moments um, that I could could talk about about Beyonce, and I don't want to just drown y'all with with that. But last one, and I'm not gonna say anymore, okay. was Jay Z recording her before American Idol when she was singing One Plus One. Yes, One Plus One. It's the first time that we heard um, that song, 
And that, and he is also the one that's recording her when she's singing Die For You. Yes. And she's playing the piano because at the end, it's just them. Mm -hmm. Because he turns the camera around, he smiles after she, she goes, after she does her little scream. And then he turns the camera around to him. So this is post, um, post therapy too. This is like once they have started to heal their relationship. Um, but those two, two moments where Jay-Z was recording um, the one that you're talking about, her nephew was in the room, her mama was in the mm-hmm. room, her backup singers were in the room, and she was just blowing. singing. And he was recording it on her iPhone. But y'all, but people be swearing she can't sing. Not right. y'all. Because if you listen to this, you better like Beyonce. Not right. explain. But More than likely people, they do. You um, you know, they always say that she can't sing, and that's just, that's just false. Mm-hmm. When she performed with Tina Turner, it was one of my favorite moments. When she tributed Stevie Wonder, like... I want be I want to see more of the dangerously in love Beyonce. I just want to know who's going to be able to do a Beyonce tribute because I can't think of anybody. Maybe that Norma- Normani may could dance wise. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Is it Normani or Normani? I don't know what that child's name is, but, but she can. Yeah, you're right. Dance wise, she could probably do it. Um, because I just don't see anyone else that may be able to dance and sing a little bit. You know, well, I mean, I don't know. I could see Jasmine Sullivan singing a Beyonce song. She could sing one plus one or something. Okay. You know, like vocally, but there's not a lot of people that will be able to do it both. Right. Do both. They might have to lip sync because you can't do it like the Queen. <laughs> you might have to lip sync with a, a boom cat, but you're not gonna be able to. I don't know anybody at this point. I right. just say that there's not anybody that on the rise. Chloe and Halle could sing to her because they. I mean, they've been doing it their whole life. That's true. Um, they could they could do it. Um. I've seen a couple people on YouTube that have killed Beyonce songs too. We just don't know who they are. But they don't, yeah. That's the thing. She would probably have to get some, you know, I would love to see Frank Ocean sing I Miss You to Beyonce because that's his song and I love when he, it just has a whole different vibe and, and just meaning when he sings it. Yeah. But I could see Frank Ocean singing that in a Beyonce tribute to her. And I, that just I've, make me feel like warm and fuzzy. I love Frank Ocean. I do too. So I could see, you know, people like that, but I think that, Beyonce would have to be the one picking. Of course, she's going to have to pick them because she's not going to let anybody do like Prince. Yeah. Um. So, do you remember that one time that they tributed Destiny's Child? It was Rihanna, Tierra Marie, somebody else. I don't. I didn't see that. Yes. You're going to make me YouTube it. Yes, girl. This was like right when Tierra Marie was still, you know, her and Rihanna was going head to head. Yeah. I can't remember who the third person was, but I know it was Rihanna and Tiana Taylor, and they did. A Destiny's Child tribute. Tiana Taylor? It wasn't Tiana Taylor. No, you said Tiana Taylor just now. That's I why meant I Tierra Marie. <laughs> I meant Tierra Marie, not Tiana Taylor. Tierra Marie. Um, yeah. So, so you got to Google that one. I will. Um, but yeah, so she's former Destiny's Child member, King Beyonce, Giselle Knowles Carter from Houston, Texas. She will be celebrating the 37th birthday by the time you guys hear this. Born September the 4th, 1981. Yes. We love her. Shout out to um, Tina and Matthew for having two amazing daughters. And for really, the thing that I do love about them is that they knew that there was a talent there and Mm -hmm. they cultivated that. And I know that there are a lot of parents who know that their kids have talent but kind of wait for the kids to develop that talent their own on their own or like 
aren't as encouraging because they're busy living life. Like, mm-hmm. Tina and Matthew literally took their lives and centered it around their posterity and their next generation. And look where they are because of it, you know. Whenever you do have children who you know have a talent, I'm not... I'm not a parent, so I can't say what you should and shouldn't do. But at least if your kid is saying, I want to do this, I want to be this, Mm -hmm. try your best to help them. That means they have a passion, especially if they're trying to tell you. It means that that's something that they're willing to work towards, that they won't be lazy doing. It's not something that you're trying to encourage them to do um, on the front end, but they're encouraging themselves and they need your, your support. That's right. So anything else? No, that's it. There, I mean, we could talk about Beyonce all day, but we can't have like a three-hour show. <laughs> right. Because we could go on and on. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, you'll always get some Beyonce slash Carter's news or standing in this show every now and then. Almost always every week. Yep. Whoop, whoop. Anywho, that was good. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for allowing me to share and not killing me for not really being able to pick one song you're awful you're awful just awful (laughs) um so in the way of inspiration or hilarity what made you laugh this week or what inspired you um so i think well i know that i mentioned this to you before but i had posted something to my facebook a while ago and i was basically saying like i'm telling you by the time it's all said and done i'm gonna be a mechanic like, I'm telling you, I yes. can diagnose a car in a minute. Women make the best mechanics because our hands are smaller. And Tip we listen. That's true. We listen. Um, but anyway, um, I wanted to talk about some black girl magic that inspired me um, this past week. There is a lady who um, is in uh, Philadelphia. Her name is Patrice Banks. She's an engineer, entrepreneur, mechanic, author, and speaker. Um, so she owns a she-canic shop in Pennsylvania that all of the mechanics that work there are women. And she started this because she always felt like, as I do, that um, she was getting taken advantage of by mechanics. And I feel that way. Like, I'm always trying to, like, research and basically diagnose my car before I go in. Right. And then reaching out to, like, my brothers and people that I know that work in that industry to make sure that I'm getting accurate information in the best deal correct so she would work during the day um in her corporate job get off in the evenings go to mechanic school and she has her own mechanic shop with a nail salon attached to it so while you're waiting you know you can get pampered that's bomb um and so i just feel like you know what a way to push black girl magic and ingenuity and independence by saying okay we're tired of being cheated. We're just going to do it ourselves. Right. So big, big, big um, shout out to Patrice Banks um, for uh, having that. And if you are on Instagram, um, her uh, Instagram handle is at Girls Auto Clinic. So okay. you can find her that way. I love that. Thanks. What about you? What inspired uh, so you? was funny. I usually try to pick some inspiration and I was inspired deeply, but... Um, some things that made me laugh this week. I'll go with that since you did an inspiration. So just hilarious. Sometimes I can't with her. I know, but she has been funny. But she yeah. has been really Recently. funny lately, and you have to give props where props are due. You hear me? So just want to go on record here on the Culture Shock Podcast as saying Jess Hilarious is funny. She is. And she did a reading this week of 90s rap versus today's rap. <laughs> did you see that? Yes. Um, where she did Tupac's Changes versus Migos Slippery, and you have to go see it for yourself. But when I tell you 
she had me in tears. I mean, and it was all valid. Like, if you listen to the words of Tupac, you're like, okay, I, that's what I can get that. Like, even if you can't relate to the subject, I and, get it. And it was 20 years ago. Girl, I don't even know the words to Slippery, so I won't even try. But just go listen to Jess. Read, just read them in regular voice, not try to rap it or anything. Hilarious. That made me laugh. And Michael Jackson made me laugh. So I saw oh, yes. a clip of um it reminded me about Beyonce this is why I'm bringing it up because I said that one of my favorite funny shady moments from Beyonce is when she was like somebody's getting fired and I'm like who does that in a show all this time I've been saying that there is a video of Michael Jackson so he's singing um just can't stop Mm -hmm. and the music is supposed to transition out so the music director's name was Brad and I, I couldn't tell from the video. Maybe I just wasn't looking hard enough who he was singing with, but they were doing it as a, a duet. And so Michael Jackson's like, it's a breakdown. It's supposed to end. <laughs> and he was like, tell me, tell me. And then he was like, job gone. <laughs> and I was like, in the middle of the song, he was like, job gone, breakdown. And then he still doesn't stop it. So he's like, Brad, what you gonna do? <laughs> and finally, I guess somebody found Brad and Brad stopped the song. Like, almost on an offbeat. And Michael Jackson, like, puts his hand up. But then the camera pans to him, and he puts his hand over his he face. He was so like, oh my, about He that was thing. upset. He was so upset about that. He was, he was like, Brad, what are you going to do? I was like, oh, shoot. He is upset. If I was Brad, I really would have thought my, my job was in jeopardy. And, and maybe it was, because Michael Jackson been. did not play either. Just like his protege. Yeah, like, Beyonce learned Beyonce. from the greats. Like, she learned from... Um, I, I feel like she got a lot of her shade from Prince and from Michael and she learned how to dance from Tina Turner like she has studied and if you watch her perform and you know these other artists extremely well you will see so much of them in her mm-hmm. so, another person who has that you know <clears throat> just show wise like newer generation like our generation mm-hmm. I feel like Chris Brown is one too Absolutely. Yes. Props where props are due. Yeah. Chris Brown is a performer. Yeah. So he's an just like Beyonce, an actor, a parent, a performer, an entrepreneur, a philanthropist. An like artist. they have those things. Yes, yes, an artist. They have those things in common. Yeah. Well, so. she doesn't do. You know what I mean? Professional thing. Right. 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 Not the not the other stuff. Right. <laughs> gotcha. No. Um. So, what's your good word for the good people this week? Listen, my good word goes in line with. Everything, it always just, like, works with what we have going on. So I mentioned earlier that I did listen to um, Obama's eulogy Mm -hmm. at John McCain's um, funeral service. And what he said was that really stood out to me, and this is my good word for the week. He said, the only way to make a difference in this world is to devote your life to something bigger than yourself. And that just goes hand in hand with what we were talking about, like with Beyonce, like finding your purpose and knowing that, you have to do things that maybe in the moment may not seem like, you know, they benefit anyone else but yourself. But once you really devote yourself to something bigger than you, like thinking in mind, like, who am I? Whose life am I going to make better by doing this? Yes. Who am I going to bless by doing this thing? That is when you really find your purpose. And so that was my good word um, for the day. Make a difference by devoting your life to something bigger than yourself. Thank you, uh, Barack, because you always come through with, with the, the gems. Okay. Okay. 
I agree. I actually listened to a clip of his that we might use on the show one day today about black culture in America. It's so good. He's so smart. I love his voice. <laughs> I'm fanning. Um, so my good word for the good people is from one of my favorite gospel artists, Ty Trebet. Now, a lot of people, I won't say a lot of people. Some people don't favor Ty Trebet. Like, they just don't like his type of gospel. And that's okay. But I have some people who... Just their concerts are fun and amazing mm-hmm. and effective. Um, and he's down to earth. And so I can relate to down to earth. But he was at a church recently and um, he's got this song called, um, nope, I won't even go there because then it'll take too long. But he was talking about how beauty fades, mm-hmm. which is so true. Um, you know, and he was talking about it from a biblical standpoint because the Bible does say that, but it just is true. And um, he was talking about, he related it to icing and cake, icing and cake. And he was like, the beauty is the icing. Um, and he was like, that's cute, but where's the cake? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So he was just saying too much icing can make you sick without substance. Yes. And once he finally, it was so much to it, it was like two separate clips. But once he got to that part, I was like, that is a word. And he was like, the very thing that that attracts you to something can make you sick later Mm -hmm. if there's no substance behind it. And then, this is my favorite part, he said, when the cake is really good, he just stopped. You don't need no icing. You don't need no icing. You don't need no icing. Okay. Think about a pound cake. Pound cake ain't got no icing. Don't need no... If the cake is good, you don't need no icing. And that's just... That's for you as a human being, as well as the people and things that you decide to deal with. Right. Forget whatever is on, you know, the epidermis. Okay? Whatever's on the top layer, that's cool. With regards (laughs) to a mate even. Like, okay, maybe you like height. Maybe you pay attention to eyes. Maybe you like lips. Maybe you like a certain skin tone. Whatever it is. Maybe you like big boobs or small boobs or big butt or, you know, whatever. Somebody who wears nice shoes. Somebody who makes sure, you know, that her makeup is on point. Whatever it is that you like that, that you're attracted to, fine. But if there's no substance in behind it, it's going to irritate you later. Yes. It doesn't matter if you're laying next to a fine guy, if he's always cheating or he, you know, you guys have been in a relationship or you get married and then he can't help take your family to the next level. There's no plan. There's no plan for a home, plan for a family. Like, let's get these businesses popping if you're interested in that. Much like if you got a bad chick, I'm doing quotation marks in the air because I have a different explanation for what I think a a bad chick is. But if she has, you know hair down to her but hers are not and her makeup is always on point and she always got the nicest heels or whatever and she got the nicest handbags but then later on those things become a detriment to your finances because now you got to help or you have to upkeep her and there's nothing else there's no substance and behind it it's not worth anything this relates to your cars your job like your material things and otherwise your relationships the icing doesn't matter if the cake is good. If there's substance there, it'll take you. You'll have longevity and behind whatever it is. So good. Just I wanted to defer to Ty on this one because that really resonated with me. All right. Anything else? No. Well, don't you want the people to forget? Um, this Saturday, September the seventh at Recess Charlotte. It is on 
832 Cycle Avenue in Charlotte. It is Black Food Truck Friday. I'm going to be there. From 6 to 10 p.m. I will be there. Y'all come out there and get y'all some food. Support your local business owners. Um, you know it's going to be some wings somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so just come on out there. You know, bring whoever. Bring your drinks. Chill. Food Truck Friday. Black Food Truck Friday. So that's like really it. good. Can I bring my chairs and we just sit down and eat? Okay. Cool. Um, I also have something I don't want the people to forget. What, so, um, the Black Mecca Festival is coming up. I saw that. Um, and the Black Mecca Festival celebrates black culture here in Charlotte. It's going down at Camp North End here on September the 22nd. Um, so, they're going to be like vendors, visual art, food, music. They're going to have some sound stages, some exhibitions. And you can get your tickets on Eventbrite if you just go to Eventbrite and put in uh, the Black Mecca Festival. Um, it's by Synergy. And the tickets are starting at 15 bucks, depending on like your level of participation. Mm-hmm. You can also go follow uh, the Black Mecca. That's the Black M-E-C-C-A on Instagram if you need more details. Thanks for bearing with us, guys. You know, we really needed to stand for Beyonce. Um, We couldn't let this opportunity pass. Our show is dropping on her actual birthday, so thanks for loving us enough to stick in, stick around, and hang in. Um, And I'm sure you guys enjoy it. If you have songs or moments or shade or looks, or things about Beyonce that you love, please share them with us. Um, you know, you can always reach out to us via email at blackcultureshockpodcast at gmail.com. That's blackcultureshockpodcast mm-hmm. at gmail.com. Follow us uh, on Twitter and Facebook. You know, you can talk to us through those outlets as well as Instagram. And you can always listen to us on Google Play, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. Is that it, B? That's it. All right, y'all. We're going to holler at you next week. I'm a girl named Tiffany. And we out. Happy Labor Day. (laughs)